Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And this is a little bit different than our normal recording night, but we're going for a mighty Monday this week since we want to be in front of the NCAA tournament getting all that cranked up. So why not? So here we are, man. First and foremost, <laughs> got to welcome in the one, the only. That's right. Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, bro? Oh, not much, man. I can tell you what's not is Kentucky's defensive efficiency. I know that's not up. Just saying. No. No. You ready for that? You ready for Providence? (laughs) No, not really. No, not really? Come on, man. (laughs) I mean, I could say they should win, but they should have beaten St. Peter's last year. So there's no quote unquote should win. Yeah, no, I hear you. Still, though, you know, uh, it, it's funny, man. Like, we haven't recorded since the, the, right after the Super Bowl, which was a ton of fun. And then we usually have a little bit of downtime, and then we rally back up. And, of course, you're getting into, you know, the, kind of the late stage of the NBA season, spring training. By the way, I, I am a big fan of the pitch clock, me personally. I know, I know some purists are going to be, like, grumbling. I hear that. But I, I like these games, like, getting done in, like, two and a half hours, man. I think that's wonderful. That's my opinion. I know it's different. I know it's a curveball. I, I hear you, but I, I like them picking up the pace, and I'm very interested to see how it. Once we're in the season, the strategy that pitchers have leveraging the pitch clock, because guys like Scherzer, I think, are, are going to use that to their advantage when they can. I'm very curious to see how it plays out. So, but I, in general, I'm a fan of it. In general, I'm a fan of it. But, you know, this is the time of year, man. You get to this, the the end of the regular season with college basketball. You get all the tournaments, and it just gets wild. And then it sets up. We get into March Madness, and the bracket reveals. And arguably one of the best weeks in the sports landscape any given year is the first – not the first four, <laughs> okay? All right. <laughs> but not that. But, the, you know, the opening week – of the tournament is just incredible. It's, it, it's one of my absolute favorite times of the year. You have everybody with their brackets going bananas, filling them out. They're all excited, and then everybody starts tearing them up because their brackets are crap other than some random office person that doesn't even watch basketball getting a whole bunch of the upsets right. I mean, there's all kinds of shenanigans, you know. It's just good times. And, and Randy, thank you for reminding me about uh, National Drinking Day. Er- St. Patrick's Day <laughs> this week. We celebrated this past weekend. But you know what? I'll give it a second go. Why not? Round two. Round brew. I'm good for that. So uh, back to the Providence thing, though, as we get into the March Madness and just get ready for the you know, the big bracket. I like that storyline with the transfer player. What what's his name? The guy that couldn't uh, even get on that couldn't get any playtime last year for Kentucky? Yeah, Bryce Hopkins. Y- yeah, man. So it's just coincidental that they got matched together, right? Yes. Totally. Coincidental. Coincidental, man. Surprise. I, I'm going to lose it if he freaking lights us up, man. I tell you. That would be wild, wouldn't it? But, I mean, it, you know, earlier this year, I felt like Kentucky was uh, was going to go full UNC mode and sandbag their way out of everything. So, at least they had an in-season recovery, right, and they made the tournament. So, that's good. I mean, you're a yeah. Kentucky fan, so that's good. But That's, that's good. They they're The point guards need to get healthy because the – Last couple of games, they haven't had both of their starting and backup point guards, which has hurt them immensely. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they need those guys to get healthy in a hurry. Yeah. So hopefully I haven't heard anything. Well, I haven't been able to read anything today, but um, hopefully uh, 
Wallace and Wheeler are ready to roll on Friday. Well, you were do you were brewing a double batch today, right? The Boogeyman IPA, man. There you go. Two barrels worth. There it is. <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully that's good. We'll have to uh, once that's ready to roll, man. We'll have to uh, enjoy a couple of cans or growlers or crowlers or something. Yeah, absolutely. A little dancing kilt special over there, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> made by a brood or, or whatever the appropriate term is. That's right, our very own Twitter Terminator. There you go. There it is. What else is going on, man? You ready for uh, Will Levis? And, and oh, by the way, how much? How <laughs> how funny is it? How funny <laughs> is it in its own like little weird way that the Panthers trade with the Bears? And does it almost feel like Frank Wright's like, yeah, suck on that, Indy? <laughs> I think it's more like suck on that to uh, Jim Ursay <laughs> more than anything. Well, not, yeah. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I like, I liked Frank Reich. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, um, tell me how my ass tastes, bitch. Nice. The first pick. Nice pull. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ballard keeps saying that they're going to stay at four and, not not overreach, and I'm like, I hope you got a plan, dude. Well, I'm I sure really they have do. a plan. I, I guess what remains to be seen is who else might make moves to jump them, you know. And and we'll see how that shakes out. But I mean, it's just it's still weird to me the thing like the Panthers they they moved up to one and they paid a pretty significant price to Chicago. Uh, one of our buddies is a big Bears fan, and so I texted him. I think Whitfield sent the information on the trade. Uh, first in the chat, in the chat, and I was like, "Oh man, uh, that's a lot, right?" And so I texted mm-hmm. Ed, and he was like, "Sweet!" <laughs> he was super excited about it. But you know, I mean, they're spending money. Um, that's a nice haul, although it's a big drop to go from one to nine. It's a pretty big drop. So you know, we'll see how that shakes out for him. But the, the, it's an aggressive move. They clearly need extra picks, and that's a nice haul. But what I think is weird is. This realization that the Panthers are like, yeah, you know, we we might trade down again. It's like, what you traded? What? Why would you trade up to one just to trade down? I mean, I, I guess it depends on who they like and what else is going on around them. But I I, I kind of wondered if that was going to be one of these scenarios where they took a quarterback and if somebody else takes another one, that that's really what they meant is that like they could take somebody and then trade with the team that takes the quarterback. They, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those weird kind of like oh, yeah. Manning Rivers kind of jobbies. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that had its own little set of complications because Eli didn't want to be a Charger. You know, charger going Charger. Charger going Charger. Um, they traded who? They, they, they traded who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. You said mm. balls. Somebody did. But anyway, all right. So I I did chuckle at that. But, yeah, it it does feel like Frank Wright's giving a old uh, one-finger salute to uh, your boy Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. I, I kind of don't blame them. So no, no, that was that was a tough end. That was a tough end there. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and get old Randy up in this piece, man. Oh, giggity gals, what's up, bro? Not a whole lot, man. I'm still getting over the fact that we had just hit daylight savings time, and man, I tell you. But funny thing is, like last night, I actually uh, watched the Oscars for the first time in God knows how long. You actually and made it-, it through that show. I made it, through, made it through the whole thing. Um, but uh, what's interesting is uh, Morgan Freeman came out and started talking about something. And I realized, man, if there was anybody to narrate my life, it, I would want it to be Morgan Freeman. I just I could listen to him talk all day long. It's a great choice. I mean, you're not going to go wrong 
with no. Morgan Freeman. You know, that's true. I can't but granted, go ahead. I was gonna say, but granted, you know, was you know what's going on now that free agency started. I'm sure there's some already some bad choices that have already happened, but uh, I'm not. You know, obviously we'll talk more about it, but I'm I'm okay with Darnold being signed by the Niners just because <laughs> it's. Is he still seeing ghosts? You never know, but <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be practicing against that defensive line. He'll probably start seeing him again. You never know. He he, he might. He might. I mean, it's a, it's you know what I mean. That's a depth signing. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, you anticipate that things will go well with Brock Purdy's surgery and recovery. That's what you're hoping for, and that Lance is your primary fallback. But if there's any kind of issues, that's it's it's a reasonable gamble, you know. Anything's I mean, better than Josh Johnson. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> yes. If there's was, a dude who's seen ghosts, that was it was that guy. That's well, for sure. His his career has he has been ghosted by the 49ers. Deserve dessert. Oh. <laughs> No swipe right, cut right, cut. Poof. <laughs> Give me that playbook. See you later. <laughs> Bye. He definitely earned that. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, I mean, Philly was obviously all over them, but I mean, God bless. He he was. That was a tr- that was terrible. That was terrible. So they they needed to uh, they needed to step that one up. And you know, Darnold's not garbage. So I mean, I I don't know anybody that's gonna be like, oh yeah, dude, promised land now. We got Sam Darnold, baby. Woo. It's not that, but you know, you'd like to believe that if Purdy's not ready, that Lance is, and then you've got a solid, you know, backup in Darnold that can come in. Because I mean, you know, Darnold can run a little bit; he can throw a little bit. I mean, yeah, we we make the jokes about the ghost, but I mean, Shanahan still—you figure he can coach him up and get reasonable production out of him. And with all the weapons they have, you'd like to believe that's solid. What was the deal with McGlinchey? And it's still weird that that Robbie Gould is. I guess not going to re- is he not going to resign? I know he's a free agent, but it, it sounds like he wants to test the free agent waters and mm. tries, you know, just play elsewhere, which I mean, it, it sucks, but especially considering how clutch he is in the playoffs. He is, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that's, and, but that's, you know, that's what free agency is for you. You know, some of these guys just want to have a shot elsewhere. Yeah. As far as, as far as McGlinchey goes, I think I mean I knew we were going to have a hard time resigning him just because he is a solid tackle. So mm-hmm. the fact that you know the Broncos threw as much money at him as he did, I wasn't surprised. I mean I'm happy that he got paid. Well, I mean the Broncos are they're they're being very aggressive and they're rebuilding that offensive line. Yeah, I mean they're they're Sean Payton means business, dude. He's rolling up there being like f f this office of yours. Russell Wilson, get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever, dude. All this crap, parking space, all these little accoutrements and all this BS you were doing last minute. That's over, bro. He wanted Sean Payton. He's getting the full Sean Payton experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sean, Sean Payton's coming in there. He's Sean Payton runs that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, period. Period. End of story, man. So That team was too talented to be as bad as they were last year. Yeah, they, they were terrible. Mm. And uh, I've read lots of different things, you know, about Hackett and the dynamic with Russell Wilson. And, you know, you'd like to believe that while I don't think Russell Wilson is what he was, he's got more in the tank than he showed last season. And some of that, you know, maybe is attributable to, you know, just Hackett being out of his depth as a head coach and how he managed Russell Wilson. Uh, but Sean Payton's not going to, I mean, no, he's not going to put up with any of that crap. He's going to have a good game plan. He's going to have a good, you know, as long as Russell Wilson can execute what 
Sean Payton wants him to do, you know, there, there's upside there. I, again, I don't know that he's going to ever be what he was, but it, there's got to be some more upside compared to what last year, what what they did, because that was that was a dumpster fire of a year. So I don't know. Well, that's going to be an interesting, interesting team to track. Not that I mean, I'm not a Broncos fan, so I'm not like like yeah, let's let's ride, yo. It's not that, but I think Sean Payton's going to light a fire under Russell Wilson's ass, and if he can't get that get, that dude to play, whew, good luck, y'all. Mm. <laughs> good luck, man. So. Uh, also weird to say uh, bye-bye to Jimmy Jimmy G and San Fran. Off to the Raiders. It, it makes sense. It does. Um, it does. I, I mean, it was time. He knew he, he, knew he wasn't going to get a chance to start in San Francisco again. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's also the fact that going back to his old OC, that, you know, that, yeah. you know, that so that's that helps too. So I feel like we're going to get to see just how – you know, if it was Shanahan or if Garoppolo had just enough talent as well on top of Shanahan, uh, just to just to be a good starting quarterback, and I I think he I think he will be. I think he's got some really good weapons in in Vegas, and I, th- I think the the he'll, he'll perform well. Well, it, and it, and he can, comes at a very reasonable price. Yeah. for a starting quarterback. Yeah. So what was it like three years, like sixty seven ish, something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what's funny about this is, you know, we were talking about, you know, a lot of the the free agent quarterbacks, what was going on. Obviously, we'll talk about Lamar Jackson in a, in a couple of minutes and Aaron Rodgers as well once I get Whitfield up in here. Um, but, you know, it, it's like some of these quarterbacks are, are chasing this top-level, top-of-the-market money, right? And you're like, dude, where is this kind of mid-level, mid-market quarterback? Where, where, where have these guys gone? Because really, who was left? It felt like it was Tannehill, and that was about it. And I mean, good luck to the New York Football Giants paying Daniel Jones what they pay, what they paid him. You know, it, he's going to have to really step up from last year to this coming season. You know, next season to to earn that contract. But I, I, I get why they did it. But it feels like it. I mean, I don't know that anybody was like, "What a great signing! <laughs> good job." Mark was. Uh, well, maybe. Uh, that's all right. Well, Mark has to get his beauty sleep so he can try to get up by 8 a.m. tomorrow. So we won't. That's a... <laughs> Good luck, sir. <laughs> so that's what happens when you're staying up late at night watching Fargo. At least somebody does. Um... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, it, it. one of the things that's kind of happened is I think – the league and a lot of these organizations are working to kind of reset the quarterback market because it was really getting away from them. When you look at Deshaun Watson and you look at Kyler Murray uh, and certainly Aaron Rodgers got, you know, I know sometimes they have these soft sells where like, oh, it's not really about this. I'm not trying to be the highest paid guy. Bro, look at what the contract was, man. You, You wanted your coin. You got it. And some of these guys got it. And you've got a couple people coming down the pipe. I mean, Joe Burrow is going to get freaking paid, dude. And Herbert, in all likelihood, is going to make a ton of money, right? And there's just this this stress with the quarterback valuation. And I think some teams are having a really hard time. And some of these quarterbacks are thinking they're going to get 45 and 50. Here's looking at you, Lamar. Uh, thinking they're going to get this money. And they're just not. They're just not. So you have to make a judgment call about what you're willing to pay. And it's to me, it's interesting to see a guy like Garoppolo, to see what Carr got. And so it almost feels like they're shaving some of the years off and they're kind of doing these four-year deals where 
you know, if it, if it gets away from them or a guy isn't isn't the guy, at least they haven't done some like eight year deal, you know, or some uh, what they did with like Mahomes and Kansas. And then look, you, we all know that Mahomes is legitimate, and I've, I would I would stress that I think Mahomes is doing the Tom Brady method where he's getting he's going to get paid, but he's going to give the team flexibility to restructure his contract and move money around. He's going to get his. Don't worry about that. Uh, they're going to spend, I would imagine Kansas City every year is going to spend to the cap, and that's part of their agreement is they're going to aggressively do that, but he's going to give them flexibility. So, so when I say it's like the Tom Brady contract method, that's what I think Mahomes is doing. But he's an outlier because he is a unicorn, and he's absolutely fantastic. We all know that. And he's got the rings to you know to back that up and productivity. But some of these other guys, how do you like? Where do you put them? Where do you put them? And Daniel Jones is tough. Geno got a decent. Con- I mean, I think for what Geno had been over the last seven-ish years of his career, he had a nice career resurgence. He got a nice contract out of Seattle, but they didn't overpay him, you know, grotesquely, you know. And I think Jimmy G got a reasonable contract given his injury baggage. Um, I thought it was decent. You know, it's not like he's he's a pauper. He's made good money. And I think you're starting to see kind of these the kind of the mid-level quarterbacks or mid-level quarterback contracts, kind of that middle zone, come back into vogue. And some of that to me is an absolute pushback and a reaction to what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson. And the, and the league, I mean, look, I'm not anti-player. Okay, I'm not. Get get what you can get, man. Get your bag, right? But these teams, at the same token, when you sell out for a quarterback, if you get that wrong, you F, you F that team. You just do. You know? And so that the kind of that four years is a lot easier to swallow than, say, a six-year deal. You know, especially if you fully guarantee the stuff. Look, next year is a huge year for Cleveland and Deshaun Watson. You know, it's one thing for him to struggle bust a little bit this past season coming off of essentially a two-year layoff. But if he's marginal or mediocre next year, I mean, they got hosed. They got absolutely hosed. You know, th- he doesn't have an excuse next season. He's got one year in. He's got a full off season. He should be, all the rush should be gone. All that stuff's done. You know, uh, sixty-three million for for what? Clarify. Thirty-two. Uh, he'll make. Um, it'll be thirty-two million against the cap next year. If he struggles mm-hmm. and he's not what they want him to be, the next year he'll be sixty-three million against the cap. That's a lot. Yep. Now, I mean, this is one of the things I wasn't sure about, but it looks like Cleveland can convert money to, um, you know, they can still play the salary cap management game Mm -hmm. and convert stuff with his fully guaranteed contract. So so they can slide money around. Uh, But if he's a bust, which is hard, I'm hard-pressed to think that he's not going to be better. Same thing with Russell Wilson, right? I'm hard-pressed to think he's going to be as awful (laughs) <laughs> next season with Sean Payton as he was this past season. And I'm hard-pressed to think that Deshaun Watson isn't going to be markedly better next season. But if you're a Browns fan, or you're the Browns organization, oh my God, you're damn well hoping that he's significantly better because they sold their football souls to get that man up in there. That contract? Whew. Whew. That's tough. Uh, Randy, I was going to ask you one other thing, and I'll get mad in here. Uh, is it me, or does it feel like Syracuse essentially retired Jim Beheim? 
Yeah, this season was def- definitely felt like an aberration compared to the rest of his career. Um, it, it's 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 going to be very different to uh, next season to see someone else uh, on the sideline there coaching that team. And I don't know, I just I couldn't, I, I just couldn't believe it, just how poorly this team played it during its stretches. They were terrible, um, and it's it, it's very it's hard because usually. This team for so long was Syracuse for so long it was a twenty win team pretty much guaranteed every year under Bayheim and then you get this team this year and there's just like the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> uh Bayheim, by the way, has the second most wins in NCAA history. And he's got a point uh essentially he he's got a seven oh one winning percentage. All right. He's only behind one person. <laughs> Coach K. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, if you're going to blow Duke, I know. I was going to say, all you're going to do is blow Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, Bayheim's buddies with Coach K, man. Yeah. You know, Shannon, you know what I I didn't realize is that Rick Pitino was an assistant on Bayheim's staff in uh, the late 70s. No kidding. Yeah, 76 to 78. Huh. Did not know that. I didn't either. That's funny. I was like, really? Yeah, look him up. Look it up on Wikipedia. He's chilling in Syracuse in seventy six, seventy seven, and seventy eight. I was like, "How about that?" That's funny. Yeah, we'll see if he's chilling in St. John's next year. But <laughs> what I told you last night, what about Bayham? <clears throat> he played high school uh, basketball with, or either oh, oh. with or against Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. That's so weird. Well, I mean, Bayham yeah. is. I mean, he's what mid seventies. Randy. I mean, we'd have to. We'd yeah, have to, I, I think so. Yeah, you got to figure he was an assistant coach at Syracuse from '69 to '76, and then from '76 to, you know, through this season, he's been the head coach there. Yeah. So I mean, what that's, a career! That's crazy. That's, yeah, he's crazy. he's uh, 78. 78. 78. I mean, wow. number one, he looks great for being 78. And for someone who's battled cancer, too, yeah. on top of it. So, yeah. I'll well, I mean, he's a, he's a damn salty. I don't even know how cancer got a hold of anything with him. <laughs> <laughs> that salty old bastard. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I – go ahead. Okay, I definitely hope I look that good at 78 for sure. Yeah, he, he looks good at 78, man. He does. It's a, he, I, I guess what, what's – it's a shame. I mean, it really was an incredible run. And I always think back to, and Randy, I've told you this before. I've had, I've certainly had years where I pulled for Syracuse. I don't know why. For some reason, I kind of liked Syracuse. Um, and they weren't like, obviously, I'm a Duke fan, so it's not like I was like, go Cuse. But uh, there were times I pulled for them. I, I liked that team with uh, McNamara and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Uh, and then there was another year I was pulling for them. Oh, oh it's because they were playing Kentucky. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were playing. I think there was a championship game, and it I, was ninety six. Yeah, ninety six, man. I was so hoping they were gonna win, and I can't remember that 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 dude was uh, that was on that team. Wallace was it John, John Wallace? John Wallace. John Wallace. Oh, yeah. John Wallace was a baller, dude. I loved, I loved some John Wallace, and I, I was really rooting for Cuse to to win that year. But uh, that mid nineties like Kentucky team was just devastating, man. They had, Ooh. I want to say, nine or ten pros on that championship yeah. team. I mean, that's just disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's it's so gross. Um, but that that's a hell of a recruiting job, and that's pre NIL days, right? Or I mean, yeah. uh, pre legal NIL days. <laughs> 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 oh 
anyway, I, I, I'm just disappointed, man. I, I think Bayheim deserved a better out than that, and I don't know if that's reflective of maybe they had some uh, friction internally with Syracuse, and maybe he wouldn't retire, and they wanted him to, and they were trying to get him to, and he wouldn't do it. I, I don't quite know how to interpret that, but it, it's just a shame that somebody that has given that much of his life to that university doesn't get kind of a a more graceful exit. It, it, I mean, it, it just felt like they just were like, nope, we're going to retire you. Here's a Twitter release. Here's a statement. And here's our next head coach. Bah. It just felt really cold. So yeah. it was weird. It was weird. Oh, no. <laughs> Or are you retiring? I don't know. That's up to the university. Ask them. I mean, it was just at that whole. That all, that he was, gone. That, yeah, he gone. <laughs> it, was just, it was just strange. He gone. He gone. It's just strange. So, I mean, I, I, and it was a tough year, but I mean, I, I don't know, man. Not, not that he needs a retirement tour, but right. if he wanted a farewell season, like, don't you want to give that to that guy? It's just, I don't know. You should, but, you know. Apparently not. (laughs) Roll out. Well, and and with him retiring, I would be really curious to see how we recruit moving forward because (laughs) given the legacy that he has in general and just by his name alone, think of the the types of recruits that that came to Syracuse because of Bayheim. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens now it's like okay well i'm not playing for jim Beheim, so why am i going to syracuse well yeah we'll see i mean it's always tough to be the guy that follows the guy it's that old proverbial you want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy so uh yeah the next couple of years will be interesting to see how they unfold but i don't know man i i kind of hope that Beheim, like i don't know like either coaches some random like Syracuse area high school team like that would be great <laughs> wouldn't it? sure let's, let's go coach some high school man let's just be all salty here um I, I don't know I hope that we haven't seen the last of him um he I, I don't know he's got a very distinctive personality and I, I know he can be a little bit of a pain in the ass uh but there's certain there's certain like coaches that just I don't know man it's part of their persona it's kind of like pops right you know I mean he just He's who he is, and in a way, it's really refreshing, even if occasionally you're like, oh, my God, can you just answer the question, dude? <laughs> Come on. You know, uh, but yeah. I think I think some of these guys, are, they, they've just, they've been through it all. They've seen it. They've lived it. They've coached it, you know, and, and they just, they'll respond to certain things, but if you ask them a dumb question, it's like they're going to make you, they're, they're going to, they're going to, like, give you grief for asking them a dumb question. And, you idiot! Yeah, you you idiot! <laughs> and, I, and Beheim definitely definitely will do that. So the tough exit for him, but uh, I wish him well in whatever his next chapter uh, may be. We'll see on that. Anyway, um, all right, let's go ahead and get Whitfield up in this piece, man. Just for just for good times. I don't know what song to mm-hmm. give you. Well, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, I can do this though. All right. So, <laughs> the one and the only, the fantasy failhorn, as the New York Jets are dreaming a dream that they actually consummate this Aaron Rodgers trade and this deal. God, this is so weird. Holy shit, where they hurry the fuck up with it. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, is, is, he in another, is he in another, like, hobbit hole? Is he in another dark place? Like, <laughs> what's he doing, man? <laughs> 
Oh, you know. Oh my God. I, I mean, I feel so bad. And the, the one person I feel the worst for uh -huh. is uh, Greening. That poor guy. <laughs> it's just it's a torture for him because he's like the most biggest Jets fan, and he's got to talk about it. Every, Every single day. day. Yeah, and then he's just like, my emotions, I, I can't handle this You anymore. know who else is a big Jets fan? Rich, Rich Eisen. That's oh. right. I didn't. I did yeah. find that out today. Yeah. They were, uh, he, he's a, they, which, as smart as that guy is with football, I can't believe he'd torture himself with the Jets, but <laughs> that's a low blow. Uh, but yet, like, it, like it, earlier today, man, they had like these little, little nuggets of news coming out, right, where you're thinking, okay, is this happening? And Rich was just like, like, what's going on? I mean, it was really kind of funny listening to it uh, during his radio show. But, you, you know, look, I, I don't dislike Rodgers. Uh, he, he can be a bit of a prick. We've established that. Uh, and, and I think some of these elite-level talents, you kind, of, you kind of entertain some of their shenanigans as just the cost of doing business. But it does feel like this is a very protracted. I mean, what did he take? Is is he is he like you know what? I remember the lessons of Brett Favre. Let me just go ahead and torture everybody with this whole process. Trust the process, y'all. I'm going. I'm going in the hole. I'm going into my dark place, and then we'll talk about it. And then well, you keep know, in mind they didn't trade um, Brett till August. Well, you know, Brett did the whole thing where he was retired and then he was coming back. And so I've joked around with you. Whereas, like, wouldn't it be funny if, if Rodgers was like, you know what, I'm going to retire. And then, like, all of a sudden he's like, hey, y'all, I'm coming back. And he just shows up. <laughs> I mean, who knows, man? No, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that. No, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't as well. But there is a part of me that's just like, can you just rip the Band-Aid off and just get this crap done? Maybe he's waiting to announce it on McAfee tomorrow, which, I mean, look, here's the reality. We're, we're recording on Monday night. This news could break tomorrow morning or Wednesday or whenever. <clears throat> where they get this kind of worked out. And the Jets are opening up cap room. They're doing stuff. It feels the way that things are coming out of Green Bay and what they're saying about Jordan Love. What Murphy said. Yeah, the way that Green Bay is kind of addressing things feels like that's the direction it's going to go. Jordan Love is going to be their starter. That's what they want. They want to basically help Aaron Rodgers go on to his next destination, which in this case apparently is going to be the Jets. I don't know what other options are really there. I am kind of curious, though, what the co trade compensation ends up being. And I told you uh, the other, maybe late last week or the other night, that I'm curious if part of this trade package, which they're not, I can't imagine they're going to get a first. I just I, I just think that's you know, good luck. It's not happening because the Jets are bidding against themselves, basically. And Green Bay wants to move them. So they don't have a ton of leverage because – they want him to go, and they have this huge contractual albatross on them. Uh, so I, th I would imagine the trade compensation is going to get a little bit depressed, right? And that the Jets have some leverage. That being said, what is their quarterback situation? I mean, Mike White is a Dolphin now, has agreed, has agreed to terms with the Dolphins. So they have the MILF missile and a bunch of nothing. I mean, you're definitely not winning any games with the MILF missile back there. I mean, not on the field, right? Off the field. <laughs> off the field, sure. You know, splitting plenty of uprights off the field. But, you know, uh, not a lot. I'm I'm under the belief if they if, – if some reason – because literally it's either at this point retirement or the Jets. Let's, yeah. Let's, so, but if they Jets – 
if he comes somehow says I'm I'm just going to go ahead and retire, I'm a guarantee that the Jets are going to make a play for Lamar. Woody Johnson has said, "I want a veteran quarterback." Yeah, sure. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I, I don't think that's their initial. That's a fallback. I don't think that's their initial. No, I think that's that's a potential fallback. Because I mean, at this point, what's left? I mean, Derek Carr is a saint. That's done. Um, Garoppolo's a Raider. I mean, they can't. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan, yeah, sweet Ryan Tannehill. Trade for Matt Ryan. I thought I saw that Winston is reworking. Get the his, fuck out of here with that shit. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz is going to be available. There you go. Oh, yes. there you go. <laughs> there it is. There's your answer. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, and it, and I've been waiting to say this. What? If he goes to the Jets and wins the Super Bowl, that other guy with two becomes an afterthought. Which other guy with two? Who you think I'm talking about? I don't know. Clarify your statement. Mark's not here to defend himself. Mark's not here to defend himself. Oh no, no, no! That's a different. That's a, that's no. That's I don't. I don't agree with you. Because they both first, have two first, Super Bowls. Then first of all, it's a different team. No, I, I, I don't I, care. I, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with you in any capacity. What I would say, and let me finish the thought from earlier. Number one, I think the. I don't know what the actual draft compensation will be. It's not going to be a first. I don't think it's going no, to be a first. No, I don't think it is. The other thing either. I'm curious about is if they're going to make Green Bay eat some of the contract as as part of the compensation. That's what I really want to know is if Green Bay is going to have to eat part of that contract as part of, of them moving him. If, if if he's amenable to it and is okay with it, more power to if him. If he takes – it's but, funny. I saw a video. This, I don't. I forgot where I saw it, but this uh-huh. guy literally broke the contracts down, mm-hmm. and what it stands with Green Bay for right now, what it stands for, uh, on the trade. Yeah, he's only a nineteen million dollar cap hit, and at thirty two next year. Well, so you know they can take. I think they'll rework. That's the cap hit. Mm-hmm. The cash. It's a different story. Well, of course. Well, they they've got the cash, they've got the cash, and organizations that are cash cash rich can work the cap differently than organizations that are not cash rich. Exactly. You know, and so that's why I think they're waiting because and and they're redoing contracts. Well, the, the league because the league year starts what Wednesday. Yeah, that's. I think that's uh, when he says. Uh, uh, what, what, did, what did he tell um, Brandon Marshall a couple, uh, lot yesterday or day before? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay yeah. Tuned. yeah. I think we know <laughs> about Wednesday. If he doesn't go on McAfee tomorrow, we'll know about Wednesday. Oh, we'll, know well Wednesday. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, knowing him, he'll let the kid out of the bag on, on McAfee. That'd be pretty funny. Um, and, I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that, that, that doesn't bother me per se. But, but I think they've got the parameters. I got... Everybody's it, like the trade's not done. I said I think the trade is done. They're just waiting on him. I it feels like they have the general parameters set, and maybe they're arguing some finer points. But I don't know that anybody else is involved. And it, you know what I mean. Again, I think it's just the at this point. I think it's just the Jets. But I guess to your point, if and this is a big if, right? That's a tough division. That's a tough conference. 
The AFC is stacked with a lot of teams, although it does feel that maybe Buffalo has missed their window. Oh, um, yeah. Whether it's fair or not, I mean, it, it does – like they're in the midst of some roster turnover, so they're going to have to draft well and, and, and make some smart moves. I mean, I love Josh, Josh Allen, don't get me wrong, but it feels like their best opportunity was two years ago. And then, you know, this past season, that, that was an emotional roller coaster. That was tough. Uh, but it, 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 you know, they're, they have their work cut out for them. Cause it's, is it, is it safe to say there's the, the third, if, if Aaron goes with what they have, and I think they're opening money up to also bring some veterans in, maybe a feeling or something like that. Mm-hmm. Are they the third best team in the conference? In the, in the uh, AFC? That's, that's pretty bold. Behind uh, Casey and behind Cincy, who's in front of them? Well, we got to get through free agency, and we got to get through the draft. So it, it that's that's kind of hard to answer. But I mean, obviously, you, you figure Kansas City and Cincinnati, and then Miami is a curious one. It's just you're hedging your bets on Tua, and that's tough. I mean, they're bringing in Jalen Ramsey, and you know they're they're making some moves. So there's a lot of good teams, and it, I mean, who knows? I mean, if Russell Wilson rebounds and I mean, Denver could be in the mix. Mm-hmm. I don't. Tr- I don't trust the Raiders because their defense is garbage. That hasn't changed. I mean, even if Garoppolo's a good fit and stays healthy, I- I'm not entirely convinced that Devontae isn't going to try to force his way out of there. I agree. You know, so Devontae, go ahead and, and think about if Jacksonville takes another leap from where they were last. That's year. the one. Come on, that, look, that's the one. Look, they they get my man Calvin Ridley back on field. Yes. They do. <laughs> and, and Justin's coming back to fantasy next year just to draft. Them. Just to draft Calvin yes. Ridley. Yeah. That's the guy that's the guy that took the last bit of fantasy love I had. <laughs> Calvin he, F. He, and Calvin, gambled it away. Calvin he's, he, Yeah, Ridley. he's your new Antonio Gates, is what he is. <laughs> yeah. Darren Sproles. Who are you kidding? Oh man, I love Darren Sproles. <laughs> But like Spoles actually year, won him some games. Every time he That's drafted true. Antonio Gates, Gates fucked him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gates, Gates always screwed me. It was so strange, man. Yeah. I don't need no lead tight end. I'll go get Antonio Gates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. No, the Bills definitely made some moves today. Like I, I saw that Von Miller and uh, Allen both restructured their contracts so they freed up $32 million Well, Von Miller, for the he cap. has to. He yeah. has to. So they freed up some cap space. So obviously they're – planning on making some moves. They definitely need to uh, probably shore up that offensive line a little bit because Allen was under under fire during the playoffs. I mean, he just could not get out of his own way because he just didn't have time. Yeah, they picked up McGovern from Dallas. That was a good move. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I guess for the Jets in specific, does Aaron Rodgers – here's the thing. And you and I talked a lot about this for the Packers specifically last season. And I told you and we both we both agreed that it felt like Rodgers didn't do all the things he needed to do after losing Devontae to get those rookies and to get the, that wide receiving core up to speed. And to mm-hmm. me, the context is you think about Kansas City losing Tyreek, right? They made a calculated choice to not pay Tyreek Hill that money. And they, they spread the wealth, but Mahomes worked with those receivers. 
in the offseason. And I was disappointed that Rodgers losing Devontae, you knew that was going to be a huge deal. You knew there was going to be a huge deal. Had they had a better offseason program, you know, how much – we know what Watson turned into by the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe you get that four weeks earlier. Maybe you get it six weeks earlier. And to me, that's the difference between them being a playoff team and that bullshit that happened at the end with, with Detroit, you know? Um, and Rodgers has to own that. You know what I mean? He has to own that because they needed him. Those those young receivers needed him in the offseason to help get them up to speed for the season. And it, it didn't go that way. So, you know, when we talk about the Jets, well, what's his commitment to the offseason program? What is his commitment to – and, yeah, they've got some nice skill, young skill position talent. Of course they do. They've got a good defense. We know that. I like Brees Lightning. Hopefully he's he's you know okay coming back off the injury. They've got some nice young receivers. Garrett Wilson, yeah, Elijah I mean, Moore, Corey Davis. But but you know, and I joked around with you. Wouldn't it be great if they get Aaron Rodgers and then they also sign Odell Beckham, right, to bring him back to New York? Like that would be fantastic. That would be wild. Uh, but again, I'm curious about Devontae, What happens there, and where OBJ ends up? I don't know that he's getting 20 million a year. But now somebody's no. going to somebody's going to pay him and, and he'll be back. He did look good. In his he'll workout. get he'll get he'll yeah. get um, he'll, he'll I could see him get somewhere <laughs> around 17 to 18 and then his escalators or bonuses. He could bonus yeah. out at 20. Yeah. So, so we'll see. That's what's going to happen. He'll have some opportunity to make some money for sure. But like that would be that would be fascinating. Uh, but again, what's his commitment to that team and those young because that's a young team. And are you getting? I think he has to. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And uh, look, last year is is an aberration in the sense that had Devontae still been there, it would have been a different year. We we know that, right? Because he at least would have had that guy to work with, where they already have mm-hmm. the rapport and the chemistry. Having the thumb in- had him and Lazard, yeah, right. Having the thumb injury was obviously an issue. Arguably, Green Bay probably should have played Jordan Love a little bit more in some stretches uh, to help Rodgers get right, but whatever. That's water. I mean, that's done now. It's water under the bridge. It's done. So if he's healthy, is he closer to the back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers? Or is last year indicative of where he is at this point in his career? If last year is what he is, then the Jets aren't number three in the AFC. No, I agree. If he is closer to back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers, whatever they're, you know, whether they get OBJ or Devontae Adams or nobody else, if he's that guy and he's rejuvenated, right, then they might be number three in the AFC. That's a pretty big ass, though. That's a big jump. You don't think it's out of the... I would say they're, cer- think- I would say they're certainly top five. If he is back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers, then they should be top five AFC and it's just a matter of how well the team gels and you go. Okay. You know. Well, and I think we're, what we're also going to see is the difference between, you know, LaFleur versus Robert Sala as a head coach. Yeah. LaFleur. Because because you know Robert Sala is not going to put Robert Sala is not going to put up with that shit. He's not I know. That's why I'm thinking. I mean, I I mean when they went out to California, I I think they one of the questions 
they went they did ask him are you committed to the offseason program mm-hmm. it had to well, yeah, I mean, hack it. I mean, I mean, to I, me, mean I know everything that I know everything <laughs> that's going to call. I know the what the playbook's going to be, and okay, that's nice. That's you great. know what Hackett's going to do. Yeah, but but the you other, need to build the other that people don't. Garrett Wilson. Rogers yeah. might, but those other right. people don't. And like I said, they're opening up. I mean, mo- money. They are money to uh, to get Aaron and other pieces. Uh, Cobb's an unrestricted free agent. I bet your ass Cobb's going to be there. If he goes there, I don't know what he's got left in the tank, but I could see that. I could see that because he trusts him. He knows him and he can help get the other uh, receivers. That's a first down guy. Yeah. That's yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, what he's yeah. going to be that, there for. That, that's a move the chains, dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, because uh, I think you can, I mean, I, I could see a Thielen going there. Thielen would horse. be interesting. I don't, I don't know what Thielen has left in the tank. It's still weird to think that he's not going to be a Viking. That's just strange to me. Um, I hope Thielen has a shot somewhere else. It just it feels like that's would be a really abrupt end if he just kind of was out of Minnesota and then never really did much of anything else. That would be weird. He's going I mean, to a contender. I mean, he's a solid route runner. He's he's a yeah. good possession receiver. So exactly. he's definitely he's going to land somewhere. It just depends on it, who's willing to it, it, give him what he's looking for. You know what's fun though is is it, number one, it's very weird to think back to the end of of Favre in Green Bay and then his tenure with the Jets and. You know, people forget that Favre had the biceps injury, and that was a good. That was actually a pretty good Jets team, and um, I don't remember what their record was before he hurt his bicep, eight and three maybe. I mean, yeah, they, they were eight and two. three. They were yeah, good. Eight and three. They were eight good. And, three. and I would, I would absolutely assert that had Favre stayed healthy, they would have threatened the AFC Championship. I don't know. I'm not saying they would have won the. I'm not saying that, but they would have been in the mix. You know, at the end. Because uh, that was a good squad. They probably needed a couple of goddamn snacks, but that was a good squad. There's, there's your Rex Ryan callback. <laughs> but um, it's weird to think that Aaron Rodgers is is, is kind of doing this, this you know, Brett Favre tour going to the Jets. What's funny is I want to say that this is the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract. And then Minnesota would be opened up. <laughs> can, oh, wow. Can I tell you how deliciously hilarious it would be? If like Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets and then went to the Vikings, I would die laughing. It would be one of the funniest things ever <laughs> to go back and stick it back to Green Bay. It would be a hoot. It would be an absolute hoot. I I don't think that's going to happen. I, I would say, you know, if he can give them two good years, and really at that beyond that is up to his health and if he wants to keep playing. But if he has a career resurgence, he's 39, he's old, but he's not ancient. And I would like to think he's got a, a two to three year window. And the thing is, the Jets, again, we talk about the cash over cap. Teams that have cash can manipulate the cap. And if they're going to be aggressive for a two to three year window, they can structure it that way. It's what Tampa Bay did with Brady. They got a ring out of it. It's very achievable. It's very doable, you know, if you have a good base. And the Jets have a good base. They've got a good coach. They obviously have Hackett, who knows. Rodgers and Rodgers knows Hackett they're going to work well together and they've got some nice talent but I mean the AFC's tough sledding man Kansas City Cincinnati we'll see what Buffalo is up and coming Jacksonville I don't know what to make of the Chargers yet I don't I don't like the issue with um why can't I think of the running back's name Eckler I don't like that situation with Eckler I think he's very 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 valuable like he would be, 
do you know, like, Eckler would be absolutely disgustingly scary with lots of other teams. You know, oh, no doubt. I mean, it, 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 he's a good player, man. I get that. I, I mean, if, if I'm San, Di- San Diego, I still can't let go of the damn San Diego Superchargers, man. That's all right. I still call Washington the Redskins fairly routinely. <laughs> let um, it go, Justin. Let it go. No. <laughs> you racist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, that was harsh. Man. Oh, God bless, dude. Oh, no! <laughs> How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? Yes, Snyder. How do you F that up and cost them the name, you dick? Anyway. um That's funny. Thanks. Um, so I don't even, where, where were we? I have no idea. Now I'm off the I rails. I can't believe Matt said that, though. That's just so funny. That's that pretty funny. They're off the racist Talking card. He throws everything off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I didn't know he was shuffling that one out of the deck. Right. It's okay, Justin. Just shake it off. All right, Whitfield. Let's see what oh. you got. Your turn, bitch. You're leveling that blast. Intro it right. And now, <laughs> from Cedar Grove, <laughs> down in the basement, <laughs> the racist, Justin Green. Oh my god. <clears throat> Why you gotta be fuck? green? Just because I just because I missed the Washington Redskins, that's harsh. Yes. <laughs> I might have to clip that out. That's terrible. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> that's not accurate. Don't chase me, bro. Shut Don't the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> go, go back to Chewbacca and this dude. <laughs> Man, he ain't drinking Pepsi. He's drinking cunty juice. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Great day. All right. So, uh, yes, you're right. Well, that podcast just took a really bad. <laughs> That's turn. a wrong turn. Yeah. Guess what? Let it go. Yeah. I guess. One day. I'll let it go when Dan Snyder is effing gone. Then I'll let yes. it go. For the love of God, dude, just sell it. <laughs> and we will celebrate. Very, very, very much so. Lots of drinking. Just like oh my Friday God. night, man. Oh my God. There will be lots of drinking. I will get shit-faced I, when it, things it, matter. It, look, it, it, if they can get that sale finalized before St. Patrick's Day, I mean, my God. like It would be perfect. That'd be double reason to drink. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Well, it can't be on St. Patrick's Day. We got to celebrate its own, like, you got to celebrate St. Patrick's Day and then celebrate. Well, the problem is if, if it was Dan Snyder on St. Patrick's Day, it would be expired beer. You know that, right? Oh yeah. That's what be that's what would be available at the parade. Well, it would definitely be some green beer. Oh, it would be sure. ex- it would be expired in a Budweiser from the Middle East in the World Cup. That's what that. <laughs> that's what that dick bag would try to drop on people. With some green dye. Oh, here, that's some Irish beer. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> the short Dan man strikes again. <laughs> I mean, they said they had the deal done anyway. by the end of the month. 
Allegedly. 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 Reportedly. Supposedly. Did, what was it? Did you post it or somebody posted it that uh, under, under a seal of something that something went down? Um, there's different. I mean, it's it's Twitter rumors, so you always have to take that with a grain of salt. There's uh, <laughs> one of the last uh, kind of rumors making the rounds was that um, Bezos had signed I get like some kind of non-disclosure or whatever um, related to it and that there's some traction because uh, look I mean at the end of the day no, nobody's going to be able to rustle up the amount of money you know what I mean like if it's purely about the money nobody can outbid Bezos can't no. you know so if it's just about the money then Bezos should have the team if it's about other factors and you know uh, the story is that he essentially blocked Bezos from bidding on them uh, bidding on the uh, Washington franchise and then you have all this other weird stuff going on with this $55 million loan. Um, is that going to, you know, is there going to be some jail time on that? It's like a, you know, a serious offense. I mean, there's there's all there's just so much crap with that guy. Uh, the threats to the other owners, the uh, trying to leverage indemnification <coughs> as a condition of the sale. I mean, there's just all kinds of junk. I mean, I think dude. he knows that at the end of the day. If it's, I mean, oh, well, Bezos is going to be the one that's going to give him the money he wants. If he if it's only about money, if Snyder is over leveraged, which is what that piece about that fifty five million dollar loan um, is really about, you know, Snyder basically hoovering money out of the organization, right? I mean, that's really at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You know, him charging. Uh, I think part of the piece that it, he charged him like four and a half million dollars for advertising to have the logo on his plane, uh, crap like that. So if he's piggy banking them and stiffing the other owners, of course he did. He did end up buying the other owners out. But I mean, think about the difference for what those minority owners got when they did that buyout versus what that team is worth now. I mean, rest assured, they're pissed, right? Because what was that, eight hundred some odd million versus it would be like two billion now, two and a half. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big chunk of change. So uh, kind of a tough deal. But, you know, I'd love to get him out. And it's it's just, I don't know, man. There's still the, it still feels like there's this threat of him just not selling the team. <laughs> it's still out there. So until it's done, until the, the fat lady is singing on the J.G. Wentworth bus, I'm, not, I'm just not sure what to make of it. But here's the thing, man. <laughs> Nobody's going to build that dude a stadium. We know that. It's not <clears throat> happening. I mean, I'm, we're not going to get Dan Snyder being all stoked like Steve Ballmer. About toilets. Toilets. There's one of my. Did y'all hear that? Steve, no. Steve Ballmer talking uh, about building a, a new stadium for the Clippers. The the Intuit Dome signature features. Uh, I love this. He's so excited. Toilets. Eleven hundred sixty toilets and urinals. Three times the NBA average number of toilets and urinals. We do not want people waiting in line. We want them to get back to their damn seats. Damn right. Back, get back to your seats. Toilets. And also, don't be the guy that I takes shit for four potties. All right? I, I, I went in there. I about threw up. All right? Have a little bit more uh, social awareness. That's to take a piss. Don't take a shit in the porta potties. All right. Oh my god, dude. What? ESP. I was like, get ready to say that. You freaking had it on speed dial. Damn right. My man. My Toilets. Man. <laughs> sure did. Do, do that again. 
Toilets! <laughs> yes, Justin's already planning ahead for the next chili dog. Toilets! Alright, I, I I went in there, I about threw up. Alright, have a little bit more uh social awareness. That's toilets! Don't take a shit in the porta potties. Alright? That's right. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Oh my God! With the Anaconda fart song. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> now we're going off the Matt. Matt. Matt threw this whole thing like off the rails. Thanks nice a lot. Nice job, asshole. Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, Dick. <laughs> anyway, I'm a fun dick. <laughs> it's a what? It's a fun. You're a what? I'm a fun dick, like oh, Stickler. My... I'm not Fuck going on. there. Not touching it. Well, That's what she said. He, he's, he's, Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah. He, rest assured, Randy. She he, did say that. Rest assured, Randy, he is used to that line. Oh, no! <laughs> what can you say except you Fuck! <laughs> for the tides, the sun, the sky. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That is gimmick infringement, and you know it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know you wouldn't, dick. I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take any of those words back, <laughs> except this one. Toilets. <laughs> Anyway, that's where this podcast right. is headed at this rate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. To the all right. toilet. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Lamar. I, I tell you what. Yeah, we need to talk about Lamar, and then I guess the tournament. And then we need to get out. Um, thanks a lot for the curveball, Matt. I, I appreciate that as always. Uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, we're gonna take a quick pause, and then salute o'clock tournament, Lamar, and then as part of our salute o'clock, we need to raise a glass to Muffin, man. Uh, so we're going to do that. We'll take a quick pause, and we'll be back in just a moment. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And I think, gentlemen, I think we are due for a salute o'clock before we settle into a little tournament uh, fun and uh, talking about Lamar Jackson a little bit. You know, one of the things that's very true, uh, I think, for all of us is that we love our pets, and they are part of our family, and it's 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 the price of it, man. And it's so hard when we have to say goodbye. And you know, Shannon, I'm gonna let you lead salute o'clock in memory and in honor for you know for Muffin. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and lead the way because you know we all we all loved her, and I had lots of great memories um, of Muffin and Blue. And there's shenanigans in the backyard. Oh my gosh! Oh, those two those together. Two, those two knuckleheads. So I, I certainly like to believe that right now they're fighting over some stupid ball or stick <laughs> on the rainbow bridge, being barky pains in the ass, um, and having a good old time. But go ahead and, and lead the salute clock, brother. Well, I'm I'm too deep tonight. We're gonna roll with the, and they're both from Isley Brewing Company. Uh, one is the Plain Jane, uh, Blueberry Plain Jane, and the other is the, it says Bribe, which is an oatmeal porter. Nice. Uh, when I, we did the collaboration crawl, I stopped by there. It's the first time I'd been there, and I had a uh, nice little flight there. I actually do six 
six beers on their flight, which is it's a lot more than most breweries will do. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't pause it, bro. <laughs> Somebody's gastrointestinal system is taking flight over there. <laughs> Hey, so that's that's telling me it didn't mute it, even though I turned it off. So that's not a good thing. Way to go, bro. I tapped it. The damn thing turned off, so I don't understand. (laughs) Usually, that's not what she said. Only to Whitfield. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, But, um, yeah, to, to piggyback off off the muffin man that's 14 years um we got her when lily was i believe two Mm -hmm. um and katie was one and both of those uh, kids grew up with her um she was the best dog man um i did have like a jack russell terrier before katie was born but unfortunately she was very um she wanted to be an only child and didn't like it when Lily could move and she ended up biting her. So we had to rehome her. And, you know, I said, all I want is just a big dumb dog that loves the kids, you know? And, um, I, I got two out of three. She was a big dog that loved the kids, but she wasn't dumb. She wasn't dumb. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just an end of an era. Um, that was hard. Um, it was the hardest thing um, process I've ever had to go through. But so many memories, dude. Yeah, M- Muffin was a wonderful dog. She was a sweetheart. She was very loving. Um, I have lots of, of great memories of her. And, you know, lots of, I have, uh, you know, some fun pictures with her. And I remember, you know, dogs sitting there at different points over the years. <laughs> And uh, her her and Blue fighting over who would be sleeping at our feet in our bed, <laughs> and they would go back and forth. I mean, they 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 were a pair, man. And when Blue and Muffin were younger, you know, sometimes you forget when when occasionally you forget what you know. You get so used to where they're at when they're older, you kind of forget, you know, what they were like when they were young. And you know, Blue was had a couple of years on Muffin, and Blue slowed down a lot kind of later in life. But Blue, even when she was older, she still had a lot of lot of energy. And Muffin and Blue just they just ran around like nuts uh, in the backyard. And we had a, a just you know back in the day when we would had a lot of backyard parties and cornhole and all kinds of shenanigans in the back, uh, just throwing the frisbee, throwing the ball, throwing this, throwing that, and those two dogs just running laps. Oh my gosh! I mean, dude. they 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 just had jets, and they were ridiculous, and they were fun, and they were sweet. Um, and one of one of the best tributes to a dog I can ever remember hearing anybody do was SVP uh, talking to his segment when he had I don't remember his dog's name, but that uh, was a tremendous piece. And I think what's really you know critical here is for people that love animals, and I know some people don't. And I think you're missing out on a lot if you're, you know what I mean? Whether it's, a yeah. cat, whether it's cats, whether it's dogs, whether it's a, a rabbits or a ferret or a parrot, whatever, man, <laughs> there's something just tremendous about having, you know, animals in your family that 
you know, coming home to them and they're there for you. And dogs have a special place. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, absolutely a cat person. I, I love my cats. Uh, but I was blessed to have a couple of, of just fantastic dogs uh, in my life. Growing up, uh, I rescued a, a sheepdog named Jack uh, from just an abusive scenario. And he, was a, he ended up being a real sweet dog. And, you know, I rescued Roxy. She was a husky. She lived to be about 17-ish, somewhere in that zone, 17 to 18. It was a little unclear how old she was when I rescued her. But she was abandoned, and she had some separation anxiety issues early on. She ate a, she destroyed a sofa. looked like a damn snowbank. But she was a great dog. And then one day I, I was going to Lowe's for a blue toilet seat, and we ended up at the SPCA, and I came home with a dog named Blue. And, uh, she was, a, she was a jumping bean and she was a nutbag, but she was a great dog. And I guess really the point is, you know, when you love them, one of the things about dogs is they love you so much. Yes. They love you so much and they just, they try to do right by you. And yeah, I think when you have, you know, that kind of dynamic, um, once, you know, you break through if they have some separation anxiety or they were abandoned or whatever whatever other issues they may have if they're a rescue and they really become part of the family, they become part of you. And, you know, there's a certain there's a certain just innocence to dogs in particular and a certain love and heart that dogs have that really it, they're just tremendous. You know, and when they ingratiate themselves to the family and they're part of and everybody's bonded, you know what I mean? It's just, it's such a, it's such a wonderful relationship to have. And again, if you're not an animal person, you'd be like, I don't, I just don't get it. And you're really missing out because that, that bond that you share with that, that animal dogs just give you all of themselves when they really, you know what I mean? When they really love you, they just, they just, they're just there for you and they just love you. And you know that, and um, you know they're a tremendous part of the family, and they're they're just they're like four legged hearts, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just four legged hearts, and they're just wonderful creatures, and it's a gift. And I've had a lot of animals in my life, and I've had a lot of dogs and a lot of cats, and it's a journey. And the front end of that, when they're puppies or they're little kittens, and then they're mature adults, and just all of that process. You know, at the end of the day, you are like they're a part of your life, but you end up being their entire life. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the things that's really important to remember. And what I would say to you is that, yes, you are blessed to have Muffin, but Muffin was blessed to have you and to be part of your family. And I think that was a gift. That was a gift that you gave her and she was. Her life was her gift to you. And I think that's a tremendous way to honor her memory and to think about her and all the times that you did have and, and just the walks and, you know, the shenanigans. <laughs> and even the moments when they get older and they're a little bit, you know, they have some accidents or they, you know, whatever. They just get old and goofy. But just, it's the journey, man. It's the trip that you share together. And their whole life is you and that last stage where you have to say goodbye to be with them and i mean it's hard dude it is so hard to say goodbye it yeah and i will i'll just shorten this as much as possible it's thursday morning i get a call from amber mm -hmm. and muffins had her 
third seizure in the last not even 12 hours. We think she, we, we saw one before bed. We think she had another one overnight and then she had a really bad one Thursday morning. And that's when Amber called me in tears. Like we, we can't do this. And I said, I agree. So we texted Lily. Apparently high school kids are allowed to check themselves out. I had no idea that was even <laughs> a thing. So she drove home. And Amber took the car, went and got Katie. Mm -hmm. um, and I came home from a couple of work things and we all sat with her for an hour. And then we went to the vet. Um, I'm kind of jealous that you got the home treatment because that, that was, we wish our vet did that, but they don't. Oh, I, I would have told, I, I could have given you the numbers, but yeah, no, it, it's, it, the, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those, like we, it's, it was a timing deal. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the vet was really good. Uh, same, same deal that I remember with blue. She got the initial shot that kind of helped her relax and all that. Mm -hmm. And then and of course the second doses and, uh, I mean, it was just seconds and, oh, and it's, thankfully, it's cause he, he, he has said, he told us that sometimes they hang on or they shake or something. And, once he gave him the doses, it was, that was that, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm going to get choked up. That's okay. Um, I'm grateful for the journey. Um, just thankful for that. We were in the right place at the right time, you know? Yeah. We got her on a Black Friday. I wanted to adopt a German Shepherd, but we had to adopt the German Shepherd's brother with the German Shepherd. Ooh. And I was excited. And Amber's like, uh, no, we have toddlers. No. <laughs> one dog, bro. One dog. <laughs> so I walk outside. Her dad walks out to console me. And then all of a sudden, a van pulls up with Muffin and her brother. And... The, they rushed the brother inside because apparently the owner of the shelter wanted the brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, Amber and the kids walked. Well, Amber walked out and she said, oh, can I hold the puppy? And then uh, Amber's mother, who passed away almost 10 years ago at this point, uh, walked out with the girls and like Muffin's tail was tucked the whole time. And then until the girls walked up to her and then the tail just started going crazy. And we just kind of looked at each other like, okay, this is it. And <laughs> uh, it's so. it funny how sometimes animals, I mean, like we think we adopt them, but sometimes they adopt us. Oh my you gosh. Know what I mean? Once that tail started going crazy <laughs> when they walked up, it was like, yeah. okay, what do we got to do to get this one? <laughs> So yeah, she 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 totally adopted the kids. I guess she we came along with the package, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's still an adjustment period. It um, will be. I I, take a while. I understand what you and um, Blendy and Todd have been going through. You know, losing your all's pups. Um, it, it's hard. Uh, Todd 
Hey, Todd was really good. He talked to me a little bit on Saturday, so mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Todd. And you know, I'll, I'll say one one thing in particular for anybody that's got whether it's a dog, cat, rabbit, it, it, it doesn't really matter. Those 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 animals love you. I think to me as a pet owner, as someone like I don't I don't say that you know my cats or dogs are my kids. I don't I, I don't go down that path, but they are part of the family, and I do love them. What I will say is I absolutely think it's part of your responsibility with as much as they love you and how big of a piece of your life that they are. And considering that you essentially end up being their entire life, uh, to abdicate your responsibility at the end and not be there for them when they transition, the oh people that do that, I just don't understand it. I don't know. I, I, you know, it, it's, yeah, it sucks, man. It's hard. It sucks, dude. And I've had to do it a lot. <laughs> I've had to do it a, a very many times, um, whether it was in a vet or you know doing something at home. But I, I think it's critical to be there with them at the end and to say goodbye and to hold them, you know, and and so that they know that you are there with them and they're not alone. Um, and they're not. I mean, I can't necessarily imagine what that animal feels in those particular moments but i think i believe it's important to be there with them at the end so that they know that you are there absolutely and if there's any comfort for them in that i believe that's your responsibility and moral obligation in loving them to be there with them at the end that's part of the journey and you know this might sound a little bit rough death is the price of life and they they pay that price for you yeah because they're a part of our lives but we are their entire life well what was it uh iron man said part of the journey is the end yes part of the journey is the end and you know as hard as it is i absolutely 100% believe that like any of of my animals um i'm there I'm I'm there to say goodbye and I'm there to just to hold them and be with them at the end. I think it's the right thing to do and um I have no respect for people that that just leave their animal alone on a table. That's with bullshit. a needle. And I, I just think it's crap. For for the record though, I'm so damn proud of my girls. Mm-hmm. Um all four of us were in the room when all that went down. And they didn't leave. They were. They wanted to be there with her yeah. till the bitter end. And um, I, I just can't say how proud I am of them for staying with Muffin till the end. Because they, the fact that we went and got them out of school, my, my youngest, when she was walking to the office, was in tears because she knew why she was leaving. Yeah. Um. Lily got home and was like, "What was what's wrong with Muffin?" Like they they both knew. Yeah, you know, poor Lily saw her the night before have a seizure. So that that was tough, but it's like one of those things. Like I'm glad she saw it that Muffin wasn't Muffin. But yeah, that's yeah. That's it, tough, man. It and, is. But I, I wouldn't trade the last 14 years for nothing. No. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Well, Muffin, we love you. 
I'm glad we were able to share part of that journey with you and with her. She was a wonderful dog. She loved you, and I know you loved her. And like I said earlier, she was blessed to have you in her, her life, and you were blessed to have her. It worked out, man. It worked out. That little tail wag, she knew what she was doing. She adopted you. Yeah. So Smart, smart girl. I'm going to raise a glass to Muffin in her honor, in her memory, for all that tail wagging and all those shenanigans, man. Like I said, they are four-legged furry hearts, <laughs> and we love them. So yes, we do. Salute, salute, salute. Mm. So I just finished off that Stone IPA. That one is that's empty. That's Dunzo gone. And I'm also enjoying some mighty delicious Jack Daniels and Mexicos. As you know, I do. Excuse me. Oh, so couldn't mute that either, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, blame it on me. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you know, we're all we're all married other than Whitfield, so we're used to getting blamed for random crap, so it's fine. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> anyway, what you drinking, bro? <laughs> so I started the first session with, uh, it's an Omegang uh, Triple Fruited Triple. Oh. It's a limited release, and I think you would like it. Even though it's a Belgian Triple, it actually finishes like an IPA, so I think you'd oh. actually really enjoy it. That sounds interesting. And uh, obviously, for this go around, I got the uh, the good old, you know, go to for victory sour monkey. Can't go wrong with that. Nope, that's a classic. Indeed, uh, it is. And to, I don't even know if we mentioned it during the, the Super Bowl episode, but thank you for bringing the, the that that um, was it Ballantine? Oh, the Moxie. Yeah, yeah. The that was good, man. That was good because you, you brought that to the Super Bowl party, and uh, I think Todd. Mm-hmm. Todd and I had a little bit of it. It was good, man. It was good. So thank you for sharing that. That was oh, tasty. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, that was tasty. Whitfield, what you got, bro? Did we lose got, he He got muted is what he got. He got muted. Did we lose him? No, he's I'm there. Right oh. What, you I got, got OJ food? and water. You got OJ and water? Mmm. OJ. Ah, OJ. the proper diabetic drink. Perfect. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Take that, kidneys. That <laughs> soda. Get off my ass. <laughs> uh, nice. Hey, look, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to donate a kidney yet. <laughs> I don't even know if we're a match. <laughs> <laughs> It'd Tell be you crazy what, if we were. That would be pretty crazy. I, I don't take kidneys from racists. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Look, oh, for fuck's sake. Just because I, like, I, still, I still miss the Washington Redskins. Come on, man. You gotta you gotta find a new angle, bro. You gotta find a new no. angle. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's circle back and let's tighten up a thought and then uh put a bow on kind of the lead into the tournament. Um I will say this about Lamar Jackson, and I and I mentioned earlier, kind of well, in the first half of the podcast, talking about quarterback contracts and valuation. And I you know, look, man, I, I think the Ravens wanna sign him. They've tried to sign him. I would say that it's one thing to not have an agent when you're drafted. You know what I mean? You go in the first round, you kind of slotted. I get all that. But after he won the MVP, he should have gotten himself an agent. Uh-huh. Agreed. Because at that point, you know, once you're three years in, if you're NFL MVP, dude, 
you should be setting up what your contract is going to be. Uh-huh. And I, we can talk all we want about Deshaun Watson's contract. And the reality is the Browns overpaid because they had to. They had to. They blew up the market because they had to to get him there. Right? Because he was going to be a Falcon, wasn't he? I mean, he was going to be somewhere else. Right? They blew up the market specifically to get – they overpaid to get Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Well, at least he got that happy ending, I guess. Look at the bright side. (laughs) You. You good, you. (laughs) But here's the thing, man. And I know lots of people have made the joke, oh, it's just the it's just the Browns screwing the Ravens. And that's kind of funny in its own way. Look, I like Lamar Jackson. I don't love Lamar Jackson, but I like Lamar Jackson. Okay? I think he's very good. Now, I would say that he miscalculated. It's great to believe in yourself. I have no qualms about that. But when you're a player and you don't have the buffer of an agent... Number one, you take things too personally. It's it's a mistake, okay? When he won MVP, he should have gotten himself an agent. Mm. All right, what's that? What what would that have cost him? Two percent? Three percent? He could have. He could. I'm sure he could have negotiated that down. Negotiate that, dude. All right, because he should have already worked a contract extension. And Matt, I've said this to you before, and I'm going to say it again. I absolutely believe that part of what's going on now with Lamar Jackson and his contractual preference, demand, Mm -hmm. wish, is that he has boxed himself in and he has lost the money from the last two years and he's trying to make up for it. Yep. Right? And he may believe that he's worth the same contract that Deshaun Watson got. He may believe he is worth a fully guaranteed contract at 250 or whatever. I don't know that the market's going to bear that out. But he he made a mistake. He miscalculated. Right? Because he played 2 years ago, he played for 1.7 million. An agent never would have let that happen. Nope, hell no. And then he played under his 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 option year. 23, which was 23. So the last two years, post MVP, the last two years, all right, he's playing for twenty. It just say twenty five. He should have already had a contract extension done. Mm-hmm. And you go back two years, and you think about what Josh Allen did, and in r- relative recent context, you think about Josh Allen, you think about Mahomes, you think about some of these quarterback contracts that got done. Lamar Jackson. Should have fired his agent two years ago. Fired his mama. The problem is, <laughs> yeah, it's, he it's didn't like, have an agent. He is his agent. He and his mama yep. are his agent. It was a miscalculation. Again, I like Lamar Jackson. I do. But 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 mama but, said <laughs> yeah. But but, but <laughs> yeah. By the time you're making Waterboy blasts, you've handled it the wrong way, and he has cost himself money. And at this point. Baltimore is essentially calling Lamar Jackson's bluff. And I know a lot of people are like, collusion, collusion. Look, dude, the rest of the league isn't dumb, right? First of all, there's plenty, of, do that. there's plenty of teams that 
aren't going to pay him what he wants. Because here's the thing. Other teams know what Baltimore has offered him. They know what he has turned down. So it's not just what he wants when you're another team. It's what he wants plus the the, the trade compensation. That is very rich. Particularly given that he hasn't he didn't survive and finish the last two seasons and on top of that this past season when he was hurt he didn't even bother to show up at the playoff game i think that was a terrible decision that's a bad look dude that's a terrible 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 decision he had better highlights when he was trying to <laughs> clinch to make sure he wasn't pinching off a load oh, of the no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there <laughs> You know, a, a good agent would have been all over the Ravens post-MVP three years in, setting that up. It's a miscalculation. He got his MVP his rookie year, didn't he? No. Not his rookie the year. The second year? Second year. Okay. 2019, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't start until later in the season in his rookie yeah. season. So, yeah, they brought him along slowly. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, Flacco was largely the, the Sex Panther had had was played out, and we can we can you know needle Greg Roman and Greg Roman's offense. I really believe that the Ravens basically the past couple of years, and you can make a credible argument that that they didn't do enough with their wide receiver position, and I think that's a fair statement. That being said, one of the things that did is to say, okay, let's see what you can do. Because one of the things that we've talked about for years on this podcast is the things that separate out a good from a great quarterback and a great from an all-time quarterback. And one of those things is how do you elevate the people around you? How do you deal with okay, marginal wide receivers? Do you make them better? Like If you have to be surrounded by A-level talent in every position, how good are you? Now, if you're great and everybody else is great, y'all are going to be fantastic. But if the only way for you to be good to great is to absolutely have good to great people around you, well, you got to draft well, you got to pay for it. And if you got to pay for all that, then you have to wisely invest your cap dollars. You know, and I, I, there's a part of me that absolutely believes that some of what happened the past couple of years was them almost having like a quarterback litmus test for him. Now, I can't tell you specifically that's what they did. That's my impression. And some of those wide receivers felt like they wanted out of Baltimore. <laughs> okay. Well, and some of them didn't stay healthy either. Yes. So that, but, <clears throat> but, but it seemed like beyond Mark Andrews, who I think with or without Jackson, he is mm -hmm. a top-tier tight end, mm -hmm. the, the receiving core was definitely less than desirable for any Marginal. NFL team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that 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 offense was a was was tailored around him, and then you expect him to grow his game. And Greg Roman, look, a lot of people pile on him, but that guy designed, and that that offense was a a, a fascinating run heavy offense, and it was very effective early on. And then it's a matter of of how much does he grow his game as a passer. And I don't believe he's grown enough as a passer to justify what he's asking for. I just don't. And I, I think you can look around. And quite frankly, the Ravens, it's an aggressive thing to put 
the non-exclusive tag on Lamar. That's aggressive because you're calling his bluff. And you're saying, okay, we've tried to give you, what was it, $250 million with 133 guaranteed? Matt, do you remember? It's not, that feels like that's about what it was. It was a no. It's a it's a two hundred million dollar contract with the, when you figure in the guaranteed, with the uh, with um salary was it, everything. Well, it was fully guaranteed at two hundred. Two hundred. Okay. So you wouldn't take that? Nope. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The last one I have. This was an ESPN article. Let's see. guaranteed a signing was one thirty three. And then you factor in all the other things, and I would have given him more than Russ Wilson. I Russell Wilson got one sixty-five. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have said Tyler got one eighty-nine. So it, yeah, uh, he turned down a five-year, uh, allegedly, reportedly, Jackson turned down a five-year extension worth over two hundred fifty million dollars, with a hundred thirty-three million guaranteed at signing. The extension, which would have run, which would have ran through twenty twenty seven, would have increased the total value of Jackson's deal to just under two hundred seventy four million dollars over six years. He would have played out the twenty three million dollar fifth year option on his rookie deal before the extension started. It's a lot of money. It's a that's a lot of money. A lot more than he has now. A lot more. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has cost himself a ton of money the past two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he ever makes that back. I mean, he might, but he costs himself a lot of money. And it oh. ends up, you know, it's just unfortunate. I, I think having an agent, after he won MVP, he should have hired himself an agent. He could have even, I mean, he could have negotiated their cut down. But he, he's cost himself. And I absolutely believe he's trying to, he's boxed himself in and he's trying to basically recoup that money. They've offered him a fair contract in my estimation. Maybe everybody doesn't agree with me. That's okay. You don't have to. Because clearly the Ravens feel that they offered him fair value. Right. What he's done for them and for the player he's become over the years, Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't understand how you don't take that contract. I really don't. You're, you're playing a game. You're, you're gambling that you're, you're, well, look years ago, Kirk Cousins leveraged all the BS with Washington, and he got franchised multiple times, and he parlayed that into a guaranteed contract with the Vikings. And we talked about that at the time that that happened. It was a very novel approach. And, you know, Kirk Cousins played the market, and he came out ahead. And, of course, now we look back at what he got paid, and you're like, well, that's a pretty good deal, right? I mean, at the time, it was very expensive, but you look back now and you go, oh, well, not so bad. Yeah, because I remember that was the year that Garoppolo got paid by the Niners, too, mm-hmm. and we were just like, wow, that's quite a contract for yeah. someone who has like hardly anything under yeah. his belt, and then Cousins gets that. And, of course, now all quarterbacks are trying to get more guaranteed money right. in their contracts because of it. And and I would say to you, I, I think the Giants that have done the non-exclusive tag on Daniel Jones. I agree. I 100% uh, think that they... They they overpaid for they him. Did. They really did. He won. He, you know, kudos to him for being able to pull that off. I yes. should say kudos to his agent for being able to pull that off. Well, part of the lesson is if you have a... And you the Dolphins went ahead and exercised that option on Tua. Mm-hmm. You know what? Because you have to. 
Because if you don't do it, you end up in the exact situation the Giants did. Well, but on top of that with Tua, it's different because you have the injury risk now. Especially you don't – if he takes sure. another shot to the head, like the weight – especially considering the two concussions he suffered during the, the season, oh, yeah. past season. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't want to end up eating – that big of a contract no. because you just got ballsy and said, we're going to sign him for a long-term deal. Correct. I mean, this coming season is a big deal for Tua. I mean, if he has multiple severe concussions like he did this past season, you you can't. Yeah, you he really might can't. still He might still play. He might still want to play. But nobody's going to give him a four-year deal because I don't know that you can have any confidence or faith that he's going to make it through it. So – I don't have a problem with players betting on themselves. Cousins did it. Lots of players have done it. But at some point, at some point, you have to make a smart business decision. And and the teams are going to make a rational business decision. That doesn't make it collusion. I find it laughable that all the, all, all these people in, in the media have been like, ah, it's collusion. They're just trying to screw Jackson. Look, dude, he hasn't been healthy to wrap up the last two seasons. And you can fault Baltimore for all kinds of things, but they again they're calling this bluff, and they're setting it up so they want the re- it's like okay you don't want to sign this contract we have, we're gonna go ahead and do the non exclusive tag, see what you can get. Now you can make an argument that, you know, some teams aren't gonna bother with it because the Ravens can just match it, so why go through all the legwork? But if he's that good. And that desirable, then another team should be willing to ante up. Where are they? Again, they know what Baltimore has offered. Maybe not exactly, but close enough. It's one of the things that happens at the combine. All these, they all talk. Oh, of course. They all talk. They know the rumor mill. They know what's going on. They know what that dude has turned down. They know what that dude has turned down. They know what he's turned down. They know what type of locker room duty is. Yes. You're looking at the fact that he hasn't finished the past couple seasons, but you're also looking at the fact is has he taken that next step yet? And what what type of player does he does he fit? Does he fit what we're trying to do? One playoff win. One. Yeah. Right. One. That's just not going to cut it if you're trying to take that next step, and he hasn't yet. So you want the you want to your quarterback technically is the face of the franchise, and you want to do that's a locker room leader who's going to take that next step, who's going to take the young guys under his wing and mm-hmm. be just like, all right, let's go. You know, And he doesn't. He really doesn't feel like that player, especially after the no-show during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That really showed a lot about his character right yeah. there. And that was that, that, that's a red flag for any team looking for someone to step up on their team. I mean, fair or not, I mean, it has to be, right? It, it is. I get it. I get it. You're not right. You're protecting yourself, but you travel with the team regardless. I mean, hell, I mean, not to, I'm not trying to, you know, difference in terms of the players, but Trey Lance traveled with the team regardless of the fact that he was recovering from ankle surgery after pretty much losing the the entire season, but he was still there. The only guy I remember not traveling with the team where it was justified was, um, the guy that, uh, had, was, was it sickle cell? The safety. Oh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the, like, okay, like, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, because he almost died. <laughs> like, I exactly. get that. 
I get that. You can't go to Maha Stadium, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, shit. Look at Demar Hamlin. He did everything he could to try to get there. When and when he could be to the playoff oh, game, come on, he that was, was there. His, don't you remember that was his clone? Don't you remember the conspiracy theorists? <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that those, shit. Those <laughs> bunch of, of twat bags. <laughs> but it's it's oh if God. you want to be there, you're gonna be there. Be if there. you don't want to be there. It showed it, it, with Jackson. It showed he's like I'm. I'm checked out. I don't want to be here. I just rather sit at home and do nothing. And he people t- will pay he for took me. Took it personally. That's why he had all that crap that happened on Twitter, right? Which is another thing you don't want to see. You you don't need to engage in a Twitterverse arguments with random people. Oh my god! You don't need to do that. Don't do it. You got to be above it, man. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's fair, but you got to be above that crap, dude. You got to be. You're a professional it, athlete it, getting paid a lot of money. It, yeah, you you have to just be like whatever your trolls, ignore it. That's it. That's what you have to do. Block them and call it a day. But it 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 just it's turned very personal, and they're calling us bluff, and we'll see what anybody else does. But you know, part of that situation is the reality that if somebody else goes through the legwork to create a contract, Baltimore can simply match it. So I like I don't believe it's overt collusion that some of these people are like crowing about, but I certainly do believe other organizations are going we don't wanna, you know, create a landscape where everybody's trying to get this Deshaun Watson contract. That is the outlier. I do believe that is real. I don't believe that that's collusion per se. I think that's smart business decisions right and first and foremost it's a business of course you're you're in it to make money so yes some of these contracts are ridiculous and some of these players have earned those monster contracts Patrick Holmes being one of those guys who have earned that type of deal because of who he is there are some guys that you absolutely are going to pay and there are some guys that you know if you pay them you are 100% 100% hoping they are they are who we thought they were like if you want to crown them you know they they have to they have to be phenomenal or you're screwed Mahomes and Burrow like without a doubt are the two guys like to me oh without that, a doubt that, you're paying Justin, with, Justin Jefferson when he gets that big fat contract after his rookie season you're, you're paying after him. rookie contract you're exactly him. yeah Jamar Chase well he's got some shenanigans going on off the field but from a player standpoint, you're paying that dude. There are players that you go, we got to pay him, period, end of story. And hopefully you don't have an injury that ruins that, but you're going to pay him. But from a quarterback standpoint, like there are a few truly elite guys, and mm-hmm. we have a we have some, you know, 10 to 15 dudes that think they're, you know, one to five dudes or should be paid like one to five dudes. And they shouldn't be. Because you, Dak. Dak, Dak is one of them. Dak's good, right? But Dak's not a one to five guy. You know, he he's not. I I don't dislike him, but he's not a one to five guy. Oh, I agree. You know, uh, a, a one to five guy does not technically choke in the playoffs. No, that's a fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> it's a fair assessment. Not that I'm complaining because the fact that he chokes in the playoffs is against the 49ers. I'm not going to bitch, <laughs> yeah, but it's just the idea that 
<laughs> yeah, you, that's but that's the thing. You look at like Dak. You look at mm-hmm. even Lamar Jackson. He just, they just haven't proven it in the playoffs. They regular season stats are great. Having winning the regular season is awesome. But if you can't you gotta... translate that into the playoffs, playoffs, playoffs! yeah, <laughs> you, you got to, you got to. The regular season sets you up for the playoffs. But if if you accomplish bupkis in the playoffs, then what are you? You know, uh, and again, look, I like Lamar Jackson. He's not a scrub. He's very good. He's very good. I don't know how great he is. He's had some great moments. And he should get he should get a nice bag out of it. But the bag he's asking for versus the bag he's been offered. Two different bags. Dude, two different. (laughs) At least get paid, dude. Like, come on. I mean, I, I just, I just think get some common sense and get paid. Misread- get paid and prove your worth. What you're looking for. Look, you, you want, you want extra stuff around you. Come on, man. Learn the lessons from some other people, and, and the the Deshaun Watson should not be your model for much of anything. No, or nothing. <laughs> I mean, look, squat, and, you dude. know, look at a no. dude like Geno Smith, who pretty much was nothing, came out, played extremely well last year and got himself a decent co- a contract. He got a nice co- contract. I mean, his career was largely over. He had, a, he had a great season. He had a great season. And he took a, he took a, a deal that is well paid. It's more, I think he's getting more money next year than he's made in his entire career up to this point. Good Coming for from him. a long way from getting his uh, ass yes. knocked out by his own defensive yes. lineman in, in the locker room. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And uh, like uh, Lamar Jackson should get paid. I don't he have should. I don't have any grievance with that. But he's misread the market. He's miscalculated. He missed the mark, and now he's taking it personally. And this is where an agent would have would have helped him out so much two years ago. Set him straight two years ago, or at least one year ago. But I'd say at least two years ago. He's never going to recoup this money. He might want to. He's never going to recoup this money. No. I mean, if you really want to get paid that badly, you go out, you hire a guy like Scott Boris as your agent, and let him do the rest. I mean, uh, maybe Matt's right. Maybe Lamar Jackson is hanging his hat on. Maybe this stuff goes sideways with Aaron Rodgers, and the Jets are like, "All right, well, let's just burn some cash and get Lamar in here." I don't know. I, I don't really anticipate that. I don't know that anybody is knowing what he wants and has asked for and has turned down, and then compounding that with having to. to Offer up a couple of firsts. I don't know that anybody's willing to pay that price. Yeah. Again, because I like other teams don't want to have to do the work. That's part of it. That's one of the, well, they, they don't want to have to do the work. Design your offense around them. Well, yes. and it, it's it's more than like say with the Jets. It's more than that because I don't see Robert Sala wanting a dude with that type of just personality coming into that now, team. That young team he's trying to build up and he's building up, building confidence. Bringing the guy like Rogers for them is different because. He's a difference maker. He knows he makes players better. Should Lamar, you know, Lamar Jackson, we've, as we've seen, it's like he doesn't make his receivers better. He likes to run the ball a lot. But Andrews is good. But the thing is, is Andrews is good regardless. I mean, Hunt, you know, Tyler Huntley did great with Mark Andrews. So, pro bowler, man. <laughs> yeah, how many guys said no? I'm not going to play in the Pro Bowl for that to happen. Yeah, about um, ten. You need to bring back Kyle Bowler, six six string baby, six string Pro Bowler. 
California's uh, finest, Kyle Bowler. Kyle Bowler. Yeah, I mean, buddy. The thing, at the end of the day, he's an idiot at, um, for for what he's done. I mean, I mean, he should have known better. I, I mean, I know people have told him. He's gotten he's either gotten bad advice or he hasn't listened to it. Listen to good advice. It's one of the two. That's how you end up here. I that's think it's a, probably a combination of both. And look, the, look, the Ravens brought in Munkin. I think that's a that's an interesting hire. I don't know that's how a hell of a pickup. I I think it's a good hire. And God bless if anybody's going to take a flyer on Stetson fucking Bennett, you'd think the Ravens <laughs> would, right? Yes. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying Stetson Bennett has some high NFL ceiling. I'm not saying that, but I am saying like I could 100 percent see them taking a flyer on Stetson Bennett. I could. You know, hey, he's been arrested. I mean, why not? So he's he's been a, he, he's there for on the, their. Hey, does, uh, does he have board. a white? Does he have a white suit? I'm just kidding. Oh I'm lord, just, I'm just kidding. Was he down Jesus. in Atlanta? <laughs> uh, technically, yes. You're, you're a dick. Or was that just? <laughs> hey, 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 is that is that where Brandon Miller and his crew been hanging out from Alabama? Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Well, you are an asshole, so that fits. Yeah. But what do you want me to bring you? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know that's an interesting hire to bring him in as the OC. That's an interesting hire. You know, there's opportunity space. What's Lamar going to make of it? Um, I just, I, I think he's just cost, he's costing himself money. He's costing himself opportunity, and. Uh, uh, he might even be willing to sit out this year. I don't know. He might be. Oh God! If he sits out this year, that's that's just even a bigger red flag. Yeah, you're he's going to do it. Literally, just then you, screwing yourself. Then you think about what he, what he's cost himself over a three year run, and it's he'll never make it back. No, he'll never oh, make over, it back. over over a hundred and thirty million yeah. guaranteed. And it's just it's just rough. It's just rough. Yeah, I mean, if if nobody comes to the and the only team at this point that I really could see doing it is Atlanta. And if Atlanta doesn't do it, there nobody's going to do it. Or Tennessee. Well, Tennessee's okay. Tennessee is the other one that I could see doing it. It, de- well, it, it depends it, on what they feel they have in Malik Willis. Shit, he's not ready. He's, he's not. not. I'm not saying he's that. not ready, but I mean, I'm not saying in time he won't be. But I'm, yeah. but the thing is, is you know, when you really look at that, who has the draft capital who's really ready to part with that, who doesn't need those firsts? Not many teams can sit there and say, yeah, we got expendable firsts. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, people kept bringing up Miami, but they, they can't even entertain the thought yet because you're going to have to get past the draft because my understanding Not is this that, year. Yeah, it, 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 you have to get past the draft because you have to have two concurrent first round picks. And Miami doesn't yeah, because they lost theirs Correct. this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're out of the mix, and I, people thought it was you know I thought it was hilarious. People were like, "Oh, maybe Dan Snyder will stick a middle finger, you know, in everybody's eye and go ahead and and do that with uh, the Commanders." But like, why? He's an idiot owner, but why would you do that? <laughs> no. I, mean, I, I say the same thing when I see articles like, are the 49ers a dark horse? I'm like, why? We don't ha- first round picks. What are those? No, I mean, we don't no. have any. Like, I, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I, I think Matt might have shared one of those talking about the 49ers. As, but it's like, why? It, that team, it, if, if you did that for Lamar Jackson, you're basically going to 
you're basically going, all right, we got one year, maybe two, then we have to detonate the entire damn team. No, it's not worth it. Because you already have per, you know, uh, I think I said to y'all, and I definitely wrote a comment on maybe Barstool or somebody, and it's just like, you know, you have all the draft capital that the 49ers expended to be in position to get Lance, and then they get bailed out a little bit by Purdy, who didn't cost them much of anything, and you have those two guys. Why would you blow that up to ship off a couple of first round picks and then pay the yeah. money for? I, I just it just doesn't make sense because you'd have to detonate the rest of the team. That's, I think it's a terrible idea. I could see the Jets being aggressive if Rodgers falls through. I think Matt might be right about that. I think you, you can at least make a case for it. I'm not buying per se, but I'll at least hear the argument. Right. But I, I just I, again I, I just think at the end of the day, no matter how you slice it. Bad advice, needed an agent, should have done it after he won MVP, and a good agent would not have let him play, you know, would have had something worked out before we got to this point. Uh, over oh, he, the past he would have already years. had a brand new contract last year. Yeah. It, it's just He would have had a contract two years ago. Yes. Would have been done. He's cost himself a lot of money, and he's trying to recoup it. I just don't think it's going to happen. All right. Let's wrap up wrap up any Lamar Jackson thoughts so we can uh, kind of put a tie a bow on the tourney too and then get out of here. <laughs> so and I think um Go ahead. Arnold has some kind words for uh Lamar. What do not don't drink and bake. <laughs> that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here's an offer. You should take it. I'm not gonna take it. You idiot. You idiot. <laughs> Let me see if I can find an Arnold soundboard. Why is this thing reloading? Ah, oh, this is crap. <laughs> Boo. In, in the most hypothetical of hypothetical bullshit moves that'll never happen. I don't you... give a fuck. There you go. How would you react, Matt, if Green Bay and Baltimore did a one-for-one swap on Rodgers? <laughs> I, 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 I don't need that negativity in my life. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be so mad. I, I think you're just telling Matt he needs to go to hell. I think that's what you're just trying to tell Matt. <laughs> he'd be so mad. Don't call oh me that bullshit. I mean, Matt, Matt would probably put his team up for sale and be like, my fandom is on the block. Eat shit, wolf. <laughs> Mark <Yeah, pretty> <laughs> Now he, he he's got to rest up. He's got to wake up at uh. What time has he got to wake up? Eight? Oh, he might have to be up by eight. Poor guy. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking bullshit me. <laughs> yeah, God, that, that'd be a blessing in disguise, man. He gets you that bit drink at seven fifty-five. You did what? He gets a bit at seven fifty-five and walks down there uh, downstairs and clocks in. <laughs> Be a drunk fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's that, talk about all of us right there. Yeah, but, you know. no, true. That's what I would call Gudikun if you try to talk, say some shit like yeah. that. Well, if, if, yeah, no, I, I, I'd I, take Tannehill before I would take Lamar Jackson. Ugh, ugh, what? Ugh. what? Gross. Yes, I mean Tannehill over Jordan Love. Maybe uh, I don't know. I think with Jordan Love. I think with Jordan Love. They need to yeah, I think the Jordan. If if the thing about I'll say this about Jordan Love, <laughs> if he looks like he did versus Philly, mm-hmm. he's got the weapons. They're going to bring more. They're probably going to draft another receiver. They might get another tight end, and that defense can continue to be better. Jordan Love's in a very good position. He is. Jordan Love's in a better position than Aaron was coming in. 
Yeah, well, they need to answer that because they, they need to know if they need to exercise the fifth-year option on him. I understand where Green Bay is. I'm not highly confident that Jordan Love is the answer, but I am confident that Green Bay needs to figure out what he is, and that's where we're at. So Get Hooker I, in the third round. I'll be happy. No, I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Matt's always about getting a hooker, man. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, very true. So is Jimmy G. He'll get plenty of them down in Las Vegas. <laughs> true story. He's not my problem anymore. Yeah, Whitfield, we'll send you some bonus knee pads for your birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I'll just use the ones that you got. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's shift gears real quick and um, do a, a couple of tourney thoughts. Uh, I, I will say this, man. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for the big brackets. We'll have to set up the sports brew thing. We'll we'll do some uh, some sports brew bracket fun. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure there'll be a debacle. I should probably have my kids do one. It'll probably be better than the one I do. <laughs> yes, they'll probably win. Yeah, pick it based on on jerseys or whatever or colors. Well, or, wait, was it was last year like the first fucking round of games like the brackets were destroyed because so many teams just ate their ass that oh, shouldn't boy. have that's how it always goes man it's, it's just it just gets what, bananas what was, what was that one game we watched shannon <laughs> uh i don't recall <laughs> saint, uh what you're saint, talking saint Peter's, about Randy. Huh? uh mm, well yeah uh, way to block Ooh. that way, way to block that out of your memory uh, I will say uh, we, uh, <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Are um, are you doing games out and about anywhere on Thursday or Friday? So the guys are getting together at the sports page in Midlothian. The problem is, is I have to pick up Katie for a tennis match oh. Thursday afternoon. So I can, I. It's one of those like I can go for like maybe an hour or two, but then I got to pick her up, go oh, to that. That's come tough. Home. Mm. So my day's screwed. I'm thinking Friday might be better, but Amber's trying to do something. But all, all the games we want to watch are on Friday, so we may try to figure something out amongst us. It's probably a good decision. Um, okay. I was going to say, because VCU's Friday, Kentucky's Friday. Duke's Thursday, So, and but they're prime time, so we might be able to figure that one out. Oral Roberts. Yeah, buddy. Shannon. Better watch out for that one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Marquette Final Four potential? Uh, They're trendy. That's a trendy Final Four team. That's a trendy Final Four team, but I actually have Vermont in the Final Four. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Stop. Uh, by the way, I'm still trying to get used to uh, Shaka Smart having hair. I know, right? It's so weird, man. Like, I just always remember his. He's older. I always remember that smooth shaved head of the, like the VCU Shaka Smart. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. What did Texas do to that guy? <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> uh, but I look, know, man, you, make, you make that that oil money, and you, it just changes you. I guess. I, I guess. Uh, he lasted one year, right? It no, he made it like three, it, four, five years. It wasn't that long, but yeah. That was some tough sledding. It just wasn't a good fit, man. Just and, and honestly, both programs are better off at this point. So yeah, like Texas yep. is really good, and Marquette's really good. So it was. He's a he, mid major. I don't know a lot uh, too much about college basketball. But I know enough to I know enough to know that 
Shaka's not a, a big program coach. He's not. I mean, well, Marquette's not mid, really mid major. I mean, they're they're Big East, so I mean, they're legit. They've always been a very decent program over the years. So yeah, I mean, well, it, I, I don't know if I was saying it. I don't know. I was Justin. I was saying. I was like, maybe he. I mean, he could go. Like, I could see him at Georgia Tech. He he's Midwest. Like he is. Like he loves the Midwest. Mm-hmm. That's his shtick. Like Marquette, because it's near Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin, Chicago, that area. Like he he's from that area. He's well, very comfortable in that a area. Fit. It's a better. He fit. can pluck. He can Much pluck. He can players fit. from there. Much better, better fit yeah. and. Yeah, and and to answer that question, yeah, Marquette absolutely is a damn threat to make the Final Four because they're gelling and they're playing really damn good yeah, team basketball. Trendy pick. And this trendy pick. this this tournament is about as wide open a tournament that I've seen can, years. I mean, so, that I can recall. So let me tell you, one of my uh, again, I, I love March Madness. The first week is always a ton of fun, and I will tell you, whatever happens in the tournament. My favorite thing has already happened, and that's UNC not even making the damn thing. <laughs> and, and then those those Tar Heel bitch asses not even taking an NIT invite. I love it. Oh, where Jed is going to prepare for next year. Yeah. Look, the last. That's because you suck. The last preseason number one to miss the NCAA tournament was the 1974 to 75 NC State squad. And there were only 32 teams in the tournament that season. All right. UNC, 13 losses, the most all-time by a preseason AP number one team. So I'm going to thank UVA for giving them that 13th loss in the ACC tournament. That was the final nail in their coffin for the big bracket. Ha ha. <laughs> by Hubert Davis. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going that far. But look, I, I, look, I work I work with a bunch of Tar Heel fans, man. And so last year, uh, of course, they you know they beat Duke in K's final home game. They took him out in the tournament. I mean, it was really annoying. So all the Tar Heel fans gave me like the Duke uh, tear bucket, what like the bucket of tears for Duke fans. They had a good time with it. So rest assured, this particular year, as they, <laughs> as they were talking trash, I went ahead and I, I kept my receipts. You know what I'm saying? I kept my receipts. I was ready. <laughs> and so uh, we're having like a March Madness thing, and so they got a monkey head and a horse head, and so they sent out this uh, one one of the UNC fans sent out a picture. And she's wearing this monkey head. Um, and in the background, there's this little sign that says, Keep Calm and Beat Duke. It's in Carolina Blue. And I was like, oh. And we're doing like all staff emails because it's March Madness, so we're having fun. And I just wrote, I said, hey, you might want to update that sign in the background to say, Keep Calm and Miss the Tourney. I'm happy to deliver it in the same Carolina Blue just for you. Hashtag March Sadness. And then I had a... I know. Then I had a picture of Duke, you know, the eight, winning the ACC tournament with a little hashtag UNC you later. It was great. So, my t- resident Tar Heels fan, being as salty as she is, <laughs> sent me an email back talking about Corey Maggette in 04. And I'm like, seriously, man? You talking about Corey Maggette in 2004? Is this real? It's like almost <laughs> 20 years ago. Like- Look. Uh, yeah, and she had a link to like a LA Times story talking about whatever, maybe some inappropriate funds in high school. And it's like, first of all, first of all, eighteen years ago, you know that story is old enough for you to UN- graduate high school. For that story is old enough for UNC to go ahead and commit academic fraud on its own behalf. <laughs> all right, 
God bless, on, dude. On, on its own behalf. And so I wrote, He's not wrong. I'm not He's wrong. Not and, wrong. And so I just wrote back and I was like, hey, man, that's all you've got? No wonder UNC declined to NIT. Gotta say, I, and again, this is an all-staff email. Went out, went out to everybody. I respect UNC's tribute to March 2020 by staying home and social distancing from the brackets this year. On the bright side, if they change their mind, there's always the CBI. Hashtag stay salty. And I dropped that meme with the grandmama licking on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the, on the salt pop. All these flavors and you choose to be choose salty. To be salty. Yeah. Yeah. God bless, dude. And I heard, I, heard nothing else, I heard nothing else from the UNC crew. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Crickets? <laughs> Crickets. So my favorite part, whatever happens, look, look, I hope Duke has a nice run. But I feel a, a great deal of satisfaction. This is the Duke fan in me. I feel a great, a great sense of satisfaction in UNC sucking bags of ass and not even making the tournament. I'm super delighted <laughs> just about that. <laughs> I will say this, though. Keep in mind, uh, and a lot of people are fascinated with Oral Roberts and um, Acemas and then that, that 7'4 kid that transferred from Arkansas. I hear all that. But keep in mind that Duke is 17-1 and one with their full lineup. They've battled health problems over the course of the year. Yes, they were a young team. Yes, people were super critical of, of Shire over the course of the season. But he, you know, managed a lot of these health issues. They've brought these players along. Um, and they got robbed against UVA a while back, and they haven't lost since. All right. I would say they're arguably not a five. I think that's a pretty lame seed for them, given that they ended up winning the ACC tournament. But whatever. It's done. Okay, so they're going to be a little trendy. And yes, Randy, I know. Favorites wants to blow Duke. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you're going to just do it that way, you might as well just actually play the damn soundbite rather than just sit there and, you know, make a mockery of it. Shit. Well, I mean, it's fun to just make a mockery of it. Oh, you, you want the soundbite? Here, I'll just look up Blue Duke. I, I, well, I figure if you're going to do it, just do the damn soundbite. All right. Rand, Randy Beer Refill blows Duke. Let's see. Might take a minute for the hard job to wake up. It's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it. Hopefully that's not what she said. Whoa. You guys can start. I'll go grab another beer. What are you guys going to do? Go get Blow a Duke? I'm going to go get a beer. Quick, <laughs> 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 let's talk about the 49ers-Jaguars game while he disappears. That's not the right soundbite, but that is pretty funny. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. Uh, let me just look up Randy Duke. Maybe that's maybe that's where it is. Randy Kansas Duke Pickman slapping blast. I don't know what that is. I'm a little scared to play that one. <laughs> Go ahead and play it. You can always edit it out. <laughs> well, where is? That's weird. Oh, it, maybe that's not. Maybe I don't have that one in that particular segment. I thought it did, but that's okay. Blow Duke. <laughs> that's all right. I don't. I don't know where that one. I don't know where that one. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know what. I don't know what that's going to turn into. For you guys, I'd like to see Duke mm -hmm. take the title. <laughs> uh, but based on what I've seen, what I've read, what you guys have said about Kansas, uh -huh. he's feeling Kansas. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be a close game. But I do, and I do think it's going to come down to the end. But. I think Candace may pull it off. 
Thanks, Randy. Thanks for that deep insight. <laughs> I like that, though. That's pretty good. Well, if all you're going to do is blow Duke, how, I might as well how go did to we bed. Lose, how did we lose? That's an all-timer, dude. Yeah, I know, you here. know what? You know, if all you do is blow Duke, I might just go to bed. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> there you go. I gave you a fresh one. Yeah, that is a fresh one. All right, I'll clip that. Say it again, Randy. How's it go? If all you're going to do is just blow Duke, I might as well just go to bed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hashtag facts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I do like their chances to make a decent run, and, and I'm biased. I'm a fan, so like I get all that. But they play good defense. They're starting to hit their shots. And honestly, I, I think Purdue's a little overrated. And uh, Edie, I know Edie's got size, but man, Duke's got some seven footers up on there, bro. They can body the. They, they got to get past Oral Roberts first. Like I hear you. <laughs> I man, hear you. that's going to be such a damn tough challenge. What? Well, I Well, no, no. I, I, mean, I know there's always those. Oral, Oral, Oral Roberts is going to be one of those trendy twelve fives, man. Well, of course, yeah. there's because there, there's are. always there's always that type of upset um didn't there's never there's never been a 16-1 but there has been a 15-2 right no oh, well yeah. U, uva got taken out yeah by uh umbc yep right so, okay there's still uh, a fun follow on twitter by the way uh, yeah i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> there's been i think eight 12 fifth or yeah 15-2 upsets i think eight of them i have like a little section of like fun Factoids. Yeah, fun factoids, but we've gotten so off base. I don't think I've ever fully recovered from Whitfield uh, racist blasting me for mentioning the Washington Redskins. You know, that really is a hard thing to come back from, <laughs> not going to lie. It is. <laughs> a, a Whitfield blast, well, you're having a hard time coming back from. That's a new one. Imagine that. Well, shoe fits, man, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> talk about talk about being Wait, a dead horse. When does Whitfield become the morality police? Yeah, yeah. What kind of dystopian disaster is this? Uh, of the <laughs> here's a fun fact: of the 34 teams that were a top two seed and in the AP top ten after entering the season unranked, none reached the final four. Do you know who that fits this year? Purdue. Uh huh. Wah, wah. Began the season unranked, earned the number one seed, and is ranked third in the AP poll. So I, I don't know how much confidence you want to have in Purdue. So that's where I'm going with that. The other thing, look, look, we'll see how the tournament unfolds. I will say that some of the storylines I'm interested in. Alabama is fascinating. There's obviously some. There's going to be some scrutiny. With the whole thing with Brandon Miller, um, the pat down introduction was terrible. I hope he does not. They don't do that in any capacity during the tournament. Uh, it was bad enough when they did it a while back, but just the cloud of the murder scenario is. And I know it. I know he didn't do it. I understand that, but it's just a. It's a tragic scenario and an ugly story, and there's some clouds over Alabama. And the scrutiny is going to be different at the national level. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. They're a good team. And Brandon Miller is a hell of a player. But it's a weird situation. Um, Houston is fascinating. 
They have 91 wins over the last three seasons, the most in college basketball. Uh, Samson, Shannon, correct me if I'm wrong, but Samson's sister died within the last week, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so there's you've got that angle, um, and I mean, and they're a good. I mean, they're a good team, dude. They're a good team. People don't necessarily respect their conference, but they're a good team. So got that UConn. That would be an interesting story. UConn, I you know, there's two teams I've told you in years past that I don't that I'm always happy when they eat ass. Michigan State and UConn. I've softened on Kentucky only because Shannon's a Kentucky guy. I used to hate Kentucky so much. But, you know, much like Whitfield, there's just not a lot of D. So, I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't <laughs> the D comes up short, so I don't worry so much about Kentucky. I don't worry so much about Kentucky. Fuck you, you fucking uppity. <laughs> <laughs> get things back on track. I'm yeah. with you, Justin. If you can't eat it, I'm not going to complain. Uh, no, I won't. Uh, by the way, go Shannon, Iona. But, go Iona. By the way, Shannon. Yeah. Um, is there any team that's going to try to do what the Florida Gators did, where they were trying to? They had fans trying to hug, hug the uh, Kentucky Wild play, Wildcat players out. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that. That's not a smart move, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, way to go, Florida Gator fans, trying to Gator chomp yeah. some players. They all got ejected as they should have. Um, as they should have, and like you're there to watch the game, not be part of the game. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Shannon, I would ask you this. Uh, you know, it, it's a tough deal with Alabama. Who, uh, and again, I think they're they're obviously a, a tremendous team. But don't you think that's going to be a tough? The story with the murder. I mean, I, I just feel like that's going to kind of be a cloud over them. And there's going to be a different kind of pressure. I don't know if they're going to be able to tune all that out over the course of the tournament. Uh, they're a pretty trendy Final Four and champion championship. Pick. Yeah, I, I mean they're they're. I honestly don't think they're getting challenged until the Elite Eight. They're that good. Yeah, and they'll see either Baylor or Arizona in the Elite Eight. They're going to trounce whoever the sixteen is. Maryland and West Virginia don't have a prayer. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the five twelve is San Diego State, Charleston, and UVA Furman. Upset is it? Is it Charleston has has like the most wins? Yeah, it's uh-huh. like thirty one or thirty two wins, and yeah. that's you know that's one of those twelve five upsets that people are calling for. But San Diego State's actually been pretty good over the last few years. Yeah, Steve um, Fisher still coaching them. It's either him or his assistant, and I, I only remember him because I, I've the uh, the Fab Five documentary comes on all the time at this time of year. Um, hey, time out, time out. I started watching. I mean, the other night I fell asleep on the sofa and I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, and there was I hate Christian later, and I started watching it again. <laughs> That's such a great thirty for thirty, man. For anybody that's if, if if you if you lived through that era of Duke. And hated Christian later. You should absolutely watch the thirty for thirty of I hate Christian later. It is so good. Or if you love it, you watch it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that too. I love that team. Somewhere, somewhere in a in a box, I have a a Duke repeat or whatever. I have a T shirt. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you can give it to Logan. Maybe, maybe. Mm. But yeah, I, Lo- Logan I, keeps rooting for UVA. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like we had um, uh, we took oh. him. 
we took Logan to blood test. Yeah, blood test. We <laughs> that's funny. We took Logan to um the Louisville UVA. It was his first college basketball game. Oh, cool! And we took him to JPJ. Had some really good seats. Uh, and it was the UVA Louisville game where UVA ended up beating the crap out of Louisville. I mean, Louisville's not very good this year, um, and that was the game that kind of sealed the uh, the co the regular season co champion of the ACC and uh, Kihei Clark and all that. So it was senior night or senior day. Um, that was a good game to go to. Logan had a great time. He had a great time. It was very fun. Uh, but Logan is definitely um, he's leaning more of the UVA side. Which I'm disappointed with, but that's okay because I he can root with mommy. I mean, mommy's used to taking L's versus Duke, so it's fine. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's all right. He, I mean, he can be L for Logan. That's fine. He can, you know, he can take that L. It's all good. It's all good. Not in my house. Not not in my house. Damn. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. How Seriously, that goes. blood test. <laughs> not the, not that severe. It's okay. There's no milkman. Call Maury. There's no milkman here. <laughs> Call Maury. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Maury's <laughs> uh, retired. Yeah. Special um, episode. Shannon, I guess what I would ask is is this: um, What storylines are are you kind of interested in? looking at the brackets, looking at the regions, looking at the teams, uh, and maybe some, I don't know, maybe some matchups that you're super keen on. Maybe that's the way to go. Obviously, we're we're vested in VCU. Uh, I think that's going to be a tough. Oh, that's such a tough draw. That, St. Mary's is so good. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I tell you, if they can beat St. Mary's, they're legit, dude. St. Mary's is legit. That's going to be a tough, tough you know that's going to be a, a tough game. It, it's a tough draw, but I mean the the other side is, is they if they'd lost to Dayton, they wouldn't have made the tournament. So mm. uh, you you deal what you deal with. Um, I think a sneaky three seed was Gonzaga. Holy crap! Yeah, you know, it, doesn't it feel like this is the year where you know if ever there was a time for Gonzaga to go ahead and get it done, like this would be the year. I, it you know it feels like that, but good lord, dude, because they're not a one seed. If, if if Gonzaga and UCLA both win opening weekend, mm-hmm. we get a rematch, rematch. of that yeah. Final Four epic of of them those two in the Sweet Sixteen, and those those two over the years. I mean, if you think back to the Adam Morrison, like the meltdown game. And then that final <laughs> four game, like those two teams have had a couple classics in the tournament. You know um, what? L- let let's flip this. What would be your best outside of Kentucky? What would be your best case outcome for the tournament? And what would be your worst case outcome for the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> well, worst case uh, is Kansas winning it all? Oh, that'd be terrible. Back to back, bar back to back, and like. Kentucky's – I don't know what the hell Calipari's doing. Like, he, he lost the lead, and now we're, like, way behind – I don't know how many games we're behind Kansas at this point, but we're behind Kansas. Um, <laughs> oh, in the all-time wins category? Yes. <laughs> so we're second in wins and second in national championships now. Thanks, Cal. Thanks a lot. Right. 
um i don't know man like i think kansas winning it all would probably be like worst case i'm just i love your honesty on that though like seriously it's great that that's you know i best case of course is kentucky or vcu um i'm just dare to dream with the with the events of the last week i i I just i really haven't had a chance to that's okay focus in on the tournament that's all right that's all right um i'm honestly for the first time in a number of years just looking forward to watching it i mean i'll do a bracket just for shiggles yeah but like i'm not like trying to study every game this no it's okay dude it's, it's all good bro it's, it's all good. Um, you know how it goes. Like yeah. your mind's just not there. <laughs> so, well, but you know what? Northern Kentucky, the Norse, bro. The Norse. They're going to win it all. They're the 16 seed. They're going to be Houston. <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, like, just kidding. like I think pretty damn impressive. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty wild. Uh, I hope Auburn eats ass. Uh, you know how I feel about. Yes. You know how yes. I feel about them. I, I think I think Houston Houston delivering would be a neat story. I'd be okay with that. Um, I'm certainly not rooting for Alabama at the moment. I I don't I don't have a lot of faith in Purdue. I don't have any attachment to that. But again, I think Houston would be interesting. Uh, I'd be okay <clears throat> if Virginia had a nice run. They're always kind of an oddball team, though. I hope Maryland eats their ass. Uh, they can go away. <laughs> Uh, Auburn can suck bags. That one's fine too. Um, you know, uh, UConn. I, I, go ahead and take them out, Patino. Go ahead and just knock them out. I'd love to see Gonzaga make make a nice run. Northwestern would be kind of fun if they had a little bit of a run. Um, Marquette's fascinating to me. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, I'd love to see Duke make a run, but that's that's the fandom side. Memphis, I find interesting. Florida Atlantic, like I'm kind of curious how that particular matchup plays out. Uh, and I don't, I don't have any real attachment to a lot of these teams. So I think from a story standpoint, if I if I take fandom out, I think I'd like to see Houston. I think I'd like to see Houston make the run. If I if I take fandom out of it. And there's other teams that would be neat. I mean, Marquette, if Marquette actually did it, that would, that would be pretty incredible. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Gonzaga getting it done would be phenomenal. Uh, well, that for, would be the cherry on top for Mark Few. And, and Timmy, yeah. I mean, that that would be what a great way to Duh! what a great way to cap off his career if they could get that done. Um, I mean, he's only played, what, nine or ten years it feels in like college? He, yeah, I mean, it, I don't think his mustache has any more eligibility. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Houston and Gonzaga are, would, if I take Phantom out, those are probably the two teams that I would really hope to see a nice run out of. I have no love for Kansas. I don't hate Kansas. I just don't have any love for them. So anyone last year, Creighton would be neat if they could make a push. I'd, I'd be, I'd be cool with that. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at. Randy, I would imagine you don't largely care since there's no Syracuse. Well, obviously, obviously, yeah. For no Syracuse, I'm kind of like meh. But you know, be- best case scenario for me, I guess you know, obviously for you guys, I'll root for VCU. Um, you can root for Grand Canyon or Howard. But also, usually, it seems like every year I always end up picking Gonzaga, making it to the championship game. So, considering I do that, it seems like every year, you know, it'd kind of be nice to actually 
be right for a change. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> so obviously, worst case scenario for me is UConn. Yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, barf. Um, yeah, and, and you know, I mean, it really, you know, I I bag on UConn only because I remember, you know. UConn beating Duke back in the day, so I still kind of I'm I'm still salty about it. Oh yeah, I'm still salty about it. that's my fandom. Well, so I mean, you don't think I, like <laughs> UConn's beaten Syracuse so many different times, but of course there was that six overtime game between UConn and Syracuse that was just crazy yeah. back in the day. Yeah, uh, but oh, the anniversary was just I think uh, either yep. yesterday. I How about think. that, you know what, gentlemen, we're missing out, man. We have Pitt, we have uh, Southeast Missouri State. How about Farley Dickinson? Yeah, man. Or as they said on the telecast, FDU. FDU. <laughs> they did not want to mispronounce that. No, no, they did not. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Hmm. Uh, Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly Dickinson, baby. That's pretty funny. So, Shannon, I, I have I have, <laughs> a, have an ask here. Uh-oh. I'm a noob. I don't have a dog in the fight. I want you to sell me on the tournament why I should watch. Seriously, I'm being serious. Like, as a if you're talking to some random dude who has like who doesn't care, since I really don't care, but I'm serious. I want you to sell me on the tournament. Why I should watch? Syracuse isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> I know that's, it's that's a big why you watch the Syracuse isn't it? Yeah, I that's mean, like, watch. all right. Look, it, it comes around once a year. It's twelve hours wall to wall. Ball to ball of basketball. Ball to ball. Drink, Balls. Drink, drink beer all day. Eat wings all day. And oh, I found it. I found it. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you guys can do. That's what she said. Low Duke. I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> uh, at least I gave you, you know, a fresh one in Randy, case you didn't find Randy, it. You know why I didn't find it before? It's because I was looking into Sports Brew sound bites. I actually put that in Sports Brew music. I like that sound bite so much. You got it, it got stuck in the main music folder. How about that? <laughs> well, if that's all you guys are gonna do is blow Duke. I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I didn't. I, you know, I don't know. I had I had a feeling. I was like, I know I have that thing in here. I know. I know. I do. There it was. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and if you're watching basketball day, uh, no nagging from the woman in chores. Oh, that's a plus. All right. Uh, Whitfield, Whitfield, any storylines you're interested in for the tournament? You want to, I don't know, like randomly call a shot and then we need, we, it's almost two. So we need to get out of here. Yeah. I would like to see, um, Shaka make a run. All right. I'm okay if Shaka makes a run, but he's got to shave his head. Yeah. But the thing, only thing is, <laughs> uh, I think I, I, I have the, don't have the bracket in front of me. Duke and Marquette would have to meet up. I'm pretty sure. Yes. At some point. Yes. Uh, it would be the elite eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. It would take. Yeah. It would take a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do like your th- thought on Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. If this would be the year, this would. If this if this is the year. This would be the one when he do it. I mean, and the thing about it, there's no like. <laughs> It's so wide open this year, and I think that's what's most intriguing about it this year. Because you're not like, oh man, they're other than um, the only team you really hear that. Oh, I mean, they're almost a shoe in is Alabama. Is Alabama nobody else? A lot of people are on Alabama, man. I know that is for sure. That's the last thing. I mean, we already hear enough shit about the football team and everything. <laughs> roll Tide. Do we really roll need to hear about the goddamn basketball team going Roll Tide? <laughs> no. 
That's funny. I mean, I just hope when they uh, when Alabama takes the floor, they're not coming out to click, click, boom. Oh, my. Too soon. That's tomorrow. Too and soon. that is it for... We'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> <laughs> wow. How? What, what the fuck is wrong with you? How? <laughs> wow. I go, I go from the moral police... <laughs> to that. Are we sure that really fits in this in this scenario? How do you fuck that up? I don't know. That's what his name. How do you fuck that up? It's Brandon Miller to the guy that killed the girl. Whoa. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> damn. Yikes. I just stopped by your head. Yeah, you can edit that one out. Jesus. Oh, my Holy God. God. Holy gun, balls, hot dude. Gun, that was ooh, ruthless. Hot gun, hot gun, hot gun. We're <coughs> going streaky! Okay. You might well, want to edit that one out. That uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, I will say, you know what? We're spending all this time talking about the, uh, the men's side of the bracket, but look, let me tell you what. I can't wait to see Mark's <laughs> women's bracket. <laughs> right. cock. More cock and cock. Uh, it, it, it's easy. Just write South uh, Carolina in for six wins, dude. bro. Bro, it's over. It's but a wrap. I'm gonna tell you. There's <laughs> there's two things. There's two things I care about on the women's cock. side. Is Caitlin Clark in Iowa? Yep. Ooh, and yes. and South Carolina. That's it. Outside of that, that I mean, and look, the Gamecocks, 32 and 0, six seniors. They won the SEC. They got the national player of the year. They're the defending champs. Good luck, y'all. Hell, that's the only way to get paid to watch basketball. Bro, they're ridiculous. Don yeah. Staley's mm-hmm. done a hell of a job. That's a squad. That's definitely a hell of a team. And uh but Caitlin Clark, filthy. Yep. Filthy. Yeah, good. yeah she's good. Yeah. She's damn good, dude. Yeah. So she is. uh I, I I don't know. There's a part of me that was like sixty eight teams make it in on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's overkill, y'all. <laughs> but, title nine, title nine. Oh, that's uh, okay. All right, we should edit lots of things out at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. Alrighty then. I mean, why are you surprised? Sixty men get sixty-eight. The women get sixty-eight. I thought it was supposed to be. Uh, uh, yeah, never mind. I mean, if it were don't, Brian, don't even do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> nah, Caitlin Clark is a freaking killer. No, she, she that, is. She is. She's that kid can She's ball. incredible, man. Caitlin yeah. Clark is an absolute badass, dude. One, she is. 100%. Are they all women? Huh? Are they all women? <laughs> oh, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what? This whole second half is about to get edited out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you <What>? said... <sighs> Why did I invite you on? I don't even know. Asshole. <laughs> I'm comic relief, you assholes. Uh, oh, Whitfield, the fantasy failhorn. You remember why a lot of the times we have to say. That's right. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Hashtag resident DB. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this podcast, much like the screech round, 
clearly needs to be dust in the wind. <laughs> so we're gonna Frost shut this thing down. We're gonna shut this down. <laughs> it's time. Dirk, where's Dirk? Where's Dirk? Where is Dirk? <laughs> Dirk Diggler. <laughs> you are so fired. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was going to say, speaking Fuck of Screecher, I'm sure Todd's still waiting for his rear Shannon. <laughs> he might be. You rang. <laughs> Lurch ass looking motherfucker. <laughs> that was a great soundbite, by the way, Justin. You, that, the way you said that was beautiful. <laughs> I'll save it. Who's this Lurch ass looking motherfucker? Oh, oh believe, believe me, I saved that. <laughs> I have that one. I wonder if I can just look up Lurch Ass. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It may not be in this particular. I mean, I saved the soundbite uh, for sure. I just haven't added it to the playlist oh, yet. But the Lurch Ass, Lurch Ass motherfucker is in there. Rest assured. <laughs> that's a, I think that's that, the last time we got a text from Todd too when he met, when you when he actually finally listened to the podcast. That's Lurch. <laughs> that's true. That was funny. Accurate. Yeah, it was pretty accurate. Oh, I laughed. I don't know if he laughed as much as we oh, laughed. Oh, we all laughed. We all laughed. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hey, good. Hey, at least it isn't hard for him to do a uh, Halloween outfit. All you got to do oh. is put a suit on. Let's oh. see. I'm going to scroll down. Let me see if there's a Todd Lurch-ass motherfucker. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Todd's 50th. Todd's with 2D short. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Hold on. And this lurch ass motherfuckers out there ringing the doorbell of my house. <laughs> what the hell? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Well, the bad thing about it. I wasn't expecting when you said that day. I was like, oh my god. That was great. Oh my god, you rang. Anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say, like how I pulled out the deep voice for that one. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> mm hmm. All right, all right, you bunch of cousin it looking bastards. Fuck them. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, all right. What were we looking? What were we looking for? Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> we're looking yeah, for it's, Dirk. It's, uh, yeah, right. it's, 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 it's definitely it's that time. It's time. It's time. Dirk. Oh my god. All right, there you go. We'll try to get the bracket challenge out. Uh, I'll get it posted on Facebook and send it out uh, via Twitter. Maybe it's just us. Who knows? We'll see if any other knuckleheads want to join in. But look, as always, keywords are sports and brew. Uh, thanks for putting up with our crap. If you made it this far, you deserve a shot for sure. Um, as Many always, shots. <laughs> several shots. You can find us on our home feed on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, a whole bunch of other services, and like podcast partners. It's all over the place. So thanks for listening and putting up with our crap. As always, we appreciate that. Enjoy and look, enjoy the uh, opening week of the tournament. Good luck with your brackets. And here's to Duke not losing to Oral Roberts because I don't want to hear those jokes all damn week. Oh um, Lord! <laughs> and UNC, you later. Thank you to the basketball gods for making sure UNC is just at home. <laughs> it's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> oh. So worth it. So fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But no, here's to a great tournament. But we'll rally up uh, hopefully next week. We'll catch up. And we'll probably be a little bit earlier uh, for the next couple of weeks. Although I do have our 10-year anniversary coming up, which is wild. 
Oh, three. Yeah, um, that's right. Damn. Right. Yep. Ten year wedding anniversary coming up, so I don't know how next week will play out. I might be busy. <laughs> As well, you should be. Won't be. I mean, anniversary sex. Come on, bro. yeah, come on, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's right. That seems like a good note. That seems like a good exit strategy. Missy Elliott, right? That's a good way to go out. There you go. There it is. Yeah, we were in Jamaica. Was that the year like that Louisville guy like broke a leg or had yeah, a... Yeah, Kevin Ware. Yeah, had a crazy injury or something. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. But anyway, yeah, our 10-year anniversary is, is coming up, so... I don't know. We'll try to rally up next week as well, though, and uh, have a little fun recapping whatever else happens in the NFL free agency. We'll see if we finally have an answer on Aaron Rodgers and the backers of the Jets. And then the uh, first week of fun with the tournament. So, But until then, man, good luck with your brackets. Enjoy the games. Have a great time. And we will catch you on the flip side. From all of us to all of you, as you know we love to say, good night now. I was waiting for Whitfield to go, Racist. <laughs> it's not that's not the racist you said. <laughs> that's the right. I will answer. critique you. <laughs> you will something. Train wreck is all you are. But anyway. Oh, actually, I do have one last dedication to UNC, and apparently to oh. Whitfield's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin. Yeah. <clears throat> what? Your car looks like a grocery getter. Oh, that's funny. I don't remember her name, but I do remember that incident. <laughs> Virginia. Oh, oh, yeah, Virginia. That's right. <laughs> but burn up, burn up. Yeah, that was great. That was all time <laughs> favorite. All right. All right, guys. Go get some rest. Catch you on the flip side. From all of us, all of y'all, all of you, good night now. And we'll catch you on the flip side, friends. Late. Peace. <laughs> Audi. Howdy. I don't know. Looks like an any to most of us. Good luck, friend. <laughs> Why are you looking? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Somebody had to send out a search party. What you want? <laughs> what, you, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> Someone called 911, there's been a murder! Alright, good night. <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> what are you? What are you? Other than a cunt. All right. Good night, guys. Go get some rest, man. All right. Good night, guys. See you. Good night. <laughs>